our streaming process here on our computer and what we can see on the TV. So hopefully we won't have any latency issues. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, dude. I know. Brought to you by Verizon and their wireless uh, internet skills. Brought to you by the streets. Yeah, where none of us grew up. No. But some of us way less than others. Whoa. <laughs> yes. What do you it's think true. about DMT? Um, if you want to donate DMT to the show, reach out to me. We'll figure that out to do it legally. Because I'll do it. All right. I wonder if I'm immune to it, though. DMT. DMT. What is DMT? Or, you know. I, you know, you want to talk about aliens? That's how you meet the aliens. You want to talk about the concept of Christianity? Yeah. That's how you can imagine it being real. Um. Sorry, this chat has gotten off to a quick start. <laughs> Unlocks your mind and your soul. I, I have no doubt. Yeah, I would love to know who is the bottom and who is the top. Well, this question is not for me. Or is who it? is the bottom and who is the top? who was asking me this question? I guess technically, I would be a top. Top of the what? I guess a top. The food chain. An apex predator. As for the other connotation, I'll let everybody guess for themselves. You know, no, Snorp! 411. No one's going in my booty hole, I'll tell you that. So that would make me definitely, my virtue, not a bottom. Not even an errant finger? I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's it's positioned to be a right finger way. bottom. A finger bottom. Apex chopper. Lord Jesus. There's so many people already on this. Why is the pug staring? That's what pugs do. He is staring. Oh. Because he's on a fucking show, a talk show right now. Yeah, not everybody has the kind of stage presence that we do. Sorry that he's not spazzing out. He's a fucking professional. He's waiting to be called on. Yes. He's waiting for his question. Um, Tonight I wanted to talk about Mike and myself and really the room's progress toward... Any future powerlifting meets, what our plan is, the thinking that goes into choosing a meet, uh, really the psychology of powerlifting. It's deep. It's very deep. Um, Mike wants to talk about the importance of communication, and I said, that's a great idea. (laughs) I do. I said, that's, you know, let's. This day and age, it's very important. We're going to have a guy. With the last name Ball, come on the show. It's not Monty Ball. No. Come on, Ball. Or Lonzo Ball. Or Mello. Lamello. Or Leangelo. Or Legello. You know. The one who got kicked out of UCLA. No, it's not a ball. It's Shane Ball. Yes. Come on, Ball. Basically, only steers and queers come from Georgia. I don't see any horns on you, buddy. Well, we're queers, except for him. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I thought that was from Texas. Right. Well, he does. He, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. I thought that was how the saying went. Snort. I mean, we all could be a little bit queer. Don't mean we do that. Don't mean we're gay. We're just a little queer. Just a little queer. Welcome to Texas. Queers. Um, Queers. 
Shane is your friend? Yeah, I, I'd call him a friend. I mean, we've only spoken online, but we've done it in great depth, and he referred to me as a friend, so I was like, all right. I don't, I'm, always, I'm always hesitant to put labels on what one's uh, relationship is with people that you've only met online. Yeah. He's you know what I mean? Fella. That's true. But that guy, the, the, this, this gentleman is a, a very sweet guy by all accounts and had nothing but positive interactions with him. I would say that I'm friends with many people I've never met in person. Yeah. It's, it's 2020. But when you meet them, it definitely takes it to another level. Usually, right. I think you can already be at a pretty deep level with somebody before you meet them. You know, in person. Absolutely. That's because you're communicating well with them. Well, it, you know, it usually ends well. It ends badly. The communication breaks down. It breaks down. Yeah. It definitely, trust me, I know. Shit. Gary knows. He is 84 years old. I am. And a grandmother. I am 84 years old and a grandmother. Back before they even had internet and they were using Morse code to call on one another smoke signals and court stenographers <laughs> Gary would have rode a horse three towns to take a love letter to his possible <coughs> lover if this were 1835 probability <laughs> okay um, yeah and they didn't have dick pics back then you, you were probably you had to show up on a horse or a stagecoach and show someone your dick you know as you would have been good, Gary, in like Ohio in say the eighteen thirties around the time Ulysses S. Grant was growing up there. Okay. Um, just that? as long as you weren't gay. Mm. Everything else was good. <laughs> Gotta get rid of that gay part. Yeah. That's a tough one. What if I just sucked dick? Probably you better be real on the down low about it. Okay. You don't want that to get out. In I bet if I was really good at it, probably it would, not. It would be hard for me to be on that. Unless you it. sucked Abraham Lincoln's dick, then that is. I mean, he, I heard he got a little something on the side. Well, he might yeah. have. Had, he might have had Marfans, so he had a That's really long, elongated. You know, the penis. word is though, the word is though is that um, you know back then gay wasn't a thing, right? That is not true. They're two spirit. As in, no. What I'm saying is. It was a thing, but it wasn't like labeled. Oh, right, because it was so bad. It was so like uh, such a taboo thing. People, older people, I don't know if you ever noticed, they simply don't like to talk about things. They'll just pretend it doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Yeah, more than people this generation. So it is rumored that a person in my family that was actually older than my father, uh, who has long since passed, was a hermaphrodite. That's very possible. Wow. Um, and he had a wife. He lived as a man. Um, but it was said that he had both sex organs. You know, the, That's the singer Sierra was is a, born a hermaphrodite. Wow. Really? Yeah. She was born with a PP from all reports. She's talked about it in interviews. And now she's got kids with Future and Russell Wilson, so she's doing all right. How does that work? Oh, she has. <laughs> what do you mean? How does that work? <laughs> I you, got it. It's 2020. Get with it. I get it. I get Usually, it. you're not a fully functioning Man. male or female. Well, she's obviously a fully functioning female. Right. She got a little extra male, but not a whole lot. But usually, I don't. I don't think it's ever. She got like an extra Y chromosome or something. I don't know how it works. Or you know, Mike's the biologist. Or she like an XXY. Maybe she's an XXY. She got. 
The female. What's a male? X, XY. XY. Uh -huh. And a female's XX. Mm -hmm. What if you were an XXX? You'd be the ultimate super female. You'd be. There's no. There, I mean, that happened. Like, so I there's mean, all these. There's all these um, different. Thank you. What's the word I'm looking for? Like birth defects, basically. Right. Where, like, you can be born with tons of them. Like, up to like five, I think I've seen. Or okay. six. Yeah. But you can, like, there's there's cases where, where men can be XYY. And apparently that is. You're the fucking manliest in men. Uh, well, I mean. No, uh, actually. Apparently there's, there's something, like, kind of to that. Where yeah. it's. It, but it's more, like, behavioral. I think there's You're some. stupid, probably. Well, I think it's more like they're. They're feminine, right? No. If they have XY, no. Chromosome. I'm trying. So oh, it's been X. so long Never since mind. I've read about this, oh, so I'm I probably going to misrepresent it. But something like a disproportionate amount of people who are like convicted of violent crimes are like X Y Y. So they're like un, they're like disproportionately aggressive and don't if make you good choices. Us on Twitch, etc. You're right. the BDE podcast. Oh. It stands for Big Dad Energy. Big What's up, Dad. Order? Yeah. Hey, it's Order. The Order of the Day. Your favorite person's <clears throat> not here today. Our apologies. Michael is is uh, is in East Atlanta. So, um, so we'll have to pick on someone else today. And then I wanted to do a segment about fixing Gary. I feel very attacked. You know, we're gonna hook him up to those <laughs> electrodes, and There's we're a gonna lot send to fix. those. I feel so attacked. Those volts of electricity, and we're going to shock the homosexuality out of him, as Mike Pence would probably like to do. If you're going to hook me up to something, it's not going to shock the homosexuality out of me. It's probably gonna, I'll probably find a kink. He'll he'll I was going to say he'll right. develop a kink. I'll develop a kink. I mean, I like, as, as a normal person would, I would think. I would be like, shock me again, daddy. It would get that fun, opened. and then it would get, okay, this is making me mad now because you're electrocuting me. I, I mean... I don't like being electrocuted. I don't... You know, who likes... The, I don't like that feeling. I like to be spanked. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody really does. Right. So, like, a few times is okay, but then, okay, I'm going to rip this machine off. You know, you're going to get, like, a whole like, react. No. <laughs> We're going to hook you up. Um, fixing Gary... You know, your body. Oh, my God. My body's broke. I'm 47 but, years old. I'm trying to be a power lifter. No, but really, when I told you it was going to get much worse before it got better. Oh, I believed you. This is what I was talking about. The fact that you're having all this trauma up there, and all it's because your body is changing. It is overwork. You, you're, you are working things that you are not used to working. But well, I'm ready for this issue to be gone. It's gonna it's painful. Yeah, it's, it is gonna. It's gonna take some time. If you really want to be serious about having a very good base to start lifting with, um, you know, you have to probably remove any type of heavy bench presses. There's no need to. You you can still hold a squat bar. You can still deadlift. But you're gonna have to really focus on a lot of shoulder exercises, mm -hmm. a lot of arm exercises. I'm having back spasms; it's causing pain to go down my shoulder, which is terrible. You've had that, right? I have it as we speak. Mm. That's still fun. How old are you? Twenty-six. Mm -hmm. You're twenty-six years old. You're fine. You can you can have pain like that and function. Um, well, obviously. 
I can still function. I'd like to find some other people out there with the issues that I need repair. My shoulder is still capable of working out. It'd probably be very difficult because either they would have quit lifting or they would have had the surgery by now. Well, you have a very, probably a better knowledge of how what to do and how to lift without it hurting your shoulder. Yeah, definitely. It's technique comes in extreme importance. The correct technique is the safest way to lift. Right. And the most sustainable way to lift. And then knowing, like, uh, the activation exercises that we do before we start lifting. Those are so important. Those uh-huh. really make the difference when you're injured and, you know, you're not progressing, you're stalling for some reason. It's like you need to further... You need to get more efficient at connecting with your musculature neurologically. Right. You got to get more neuroefficient. Yeah. And build those pathways. That that stuff is how it starts. Right. Especially if you've got an injury, and usually, and this is all unofficial. More the way I describe it, when you ever you have an injury. That area is going to react um, to, like, say, my ro- my s- rotator cuff is torn. Well, my body reacted to it to basically, first, everything around there gets tight to protect it, basically. And you have chronic inflammation. Right. Uh, you have, uh, basically, it's like your muscular connection with that area goes down. Yep. It's almost like having a stroke. You know, you hear people have strokes and they have to like build themselves back up as people. Oh, I I get it. It's kind of similar with, you know, having an injury. Yeah. You have to. I agree 100%. You have to kind of start again and build back up. You can't jump back in or anything like that. Because they're not going to activate the same way. No, I know. I mean, when I, ever since I hurt my. My shoulder and I had the, the nerve injury I've never been able to activate the same way and it was a while where I was probably at like 10% function you know so I, I get it completely trust me it's no fun and it takes time yep so we can talk about that a bit more and more specifically given your the problems that you've got and what you have and haven't developed now what are we on on there what is that <laughs> growler this growler live. growler growler live that's another app for the dudes What's, what, are the men hairy on Growler? Yes, they're bears. They're bears on Growler. They're bears. Now, what weight are you even, am I even big enough to be a bear? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I got to be 300 <laughs> to be bear status. I mean. I'm like a, a I'm you, like you, a you young. You look cub. You look cub. Well, I don't know about that either. Cubby cub. I don't know about that. <laughs> Because when I'm getting, when I'm 35, I mean, I'm gonna be a freak of nature. Like I'm gonna be healthy and another nine, another nine years of lifting. Yeah. Under the, my current system, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only been lifting for basically nine years or ten years. Mm. Really, ten. Um, maybe even earlier than that. But how much you weigh? Two, I'm down to 265. And how tall are you? Six feet tall. He's six foot 265. 
and he is hairy like a fucking sweater. Like a sweater. He looks like he's wearing like a sweater. Like a yeti. Like a little brown sweater. Like a brown sweater. He said he don't give a shit. You guys are looking swole tonight. This is just a big... Well, you know. Now, Mike, you've lost some weight. I sure have. Um, But you're eating a lot cleaner. I've lost weight, too, though, if you think about it. You lost it before you... But you're getting it back. Oh. Wait a minute. We yeah. may have a, an illustrious guest. I have a phone call. We are having an interruption to our podcast. This is, how's this going to work? Let's see. Let's see. Shane. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, good, good to hear. Sorry, let me. Uh, you make that bigger. Yeah, possibly. let me take her with this a little bit. We're trying to, we're trying to put this oh. on, um, on our screen. So I just got to make sure this works in the right spot. We are streaming live on Twitch for the podcast. <laughs> These people um, let's are see here. very judgy. They talk about their weight and my weight. All right. And how broke down I am. Who's very judgy? Give me a quick sec here. <laughs> this thing takes all kinds of. I just saw it. I know, but it was um, that was the, that like, was the actual uh, um, app um, that you can share like see. video there. Like, that was the actual I whatever uh, that's called. You can download it to your phone, just create an account. Gotcha. Um, for I, I need to do the picture. The, do I need to turn the speaker on? Podcast. Uh, oh, you might, yeah, actually, if you throw on that speaker. And so we are now taking a call. I believe it is on. From All right. an outside guest. Stella, who is um, a powerlifter, right? I guess he's a powerlifter. He is. That is correct. Um, and we will be having a conversation with him shortly. I heard he's been to Wakanda. Is that true? That I could not tell you. Oh, he's on the TV now. Yeah. All right. Can he see us? Or, I mean... I, I mean, think so. I mean, he's probably just seeing my fat ass right now, but... Uh... <laughs> well, that's really the only thing you need to know. All right. I think this is about where we need to be. Are we... Is that, work? is that working? I, I, hear, I see his mouth moving, but I'm not hearing anything. Is this working? Should be. Uh oh. No. Can you hear us okay? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear him okay? I mean, I'd prefer to come out of that. All right. More tech. More tech. I want to feel like he's here with us. All right. More tech issues. Uh. Is it not charged? No, it's charged and all that. I just want to make sure that this is the right one. I thought we used that one. Which one? The black one? Right? I don't know. Alright, say something. 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 Nope, not the right one. Let's try this one. Mm. Not the right one, Mike. I know. I'm fucking up. This is what happens when you have an old speaker and a new speaker. He's heard that one before. It's not the right one. Lord Jesus. I know. 
blue tooth. Let's get the blue tooth going. No. Um, up to you. Don't say the N word, please. <laughs> don't say anything racist. No, we're stopping at the N word. Everything else is <laughs> fair game. That's a bummer. I wonder why it's not working. I don't know. Is it connected? It was uh, working fine last time. Well, now it doesn't want. Now the Bluetooth doesn't want to open. It's always something new. It's always a new, a new fun experience. We probably See, should just go with this. We actually had on on the stream. Remember last time? Sean, you just got to live with it. I know. I'm trying to have a first class production here. Well, I know. You, you are know. first class enough. Well, it's hard when you're doing right. the motherfucker by yourself. So yeah, All right. This is what we're getting. Maybe you... I'm going to look at... We're in our man cave and I got sequin curtains up here. <clears throat> I'm going to look up there. So are we going to look up there? I Yeah, I would. I mean, although so it's, not, it's not live, but you know. Right. That's true, actually. So... Is it possible to make that bigger at all? Yeah, but then we're cutting off. Then we're cutting off Gary. Well, we can't cut off Gary. All right, sit down. Too much. Shane, what are you drinking, man? Right now, I'm drinking a crazy lime hard I did not think. I don't think I've had the crave ones before. Oh, this shirt is so comfortable. Or you could put them in the bottom right corner, right? Put them on the table. Okay. So they're they're like a local to. And where are you based out of again? I'm I'm in Huntsville, so like I'm in Prison City, Texas. Prison City, Texas. Yeah, we have we have seven prison units in Huntsville. Okay, and that's where that's where you. Do you still work doing that, or did you used to, or? Okay. Now I remember why we, uh... For coming on with us, I just wanted to, I mean, typically when we have guests, it's, um, really, it's more to kind of get to know them, get to know their backstory, what, you know, what matters to them. Uh, we, a lot of things like we want to talk, that we like to talk about, surround powerlifting, the interests that we have, sports, um, but also like what makes us who we are. So things like our upbringing and, um, you know, men's like men's mental health issues and stuff that, you know, not everybody likes to talk about, uh, but really whatever you're open to sharing. So beard health beard, Yeah. Which you're clearly blessed with. Cause you're, you and I are about the same height, right? You're, Five eight, five nine. Yeah, five eight. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, See, so yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit bigger than me. And you're you're more of a. So do you did you ever really do a lot of like squatting and deadlifting, or have you always been pretty focused on bench only?
Uh huh. That's how I felt at first as well. What? That's how I felt when I was in like middle school when they kind of start working you out for football. And uh, I I hated working out. Like it was not fun for me. Wow. How much did you bench when you were a freshman? So probably like fourteen years old, fifteen. Two twenty. Wow. See, that would have seemed impossibly large to me. Yep. You know, I was like. 135 pounds when I was 15 and um oh my god so I was just I was just you know just not quite as big as the other kids but I think it's because I didn't eat very well yeah you know I bet you ate did you eat you were eating pretty good obviously because you were a big kid Yeah. Like I have a I have a football card from when I was in sixth grade. And I was in sixth grade I was playing football and I was like the starting middle linebacker, starting running back. And uh, I punted, I kicked, I did everything. No kidding. And I was I was five four, one sixty eight. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So you were the kid that just developed very very quickly, and where you were just a very good dominant athlete. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew I grew up playing. I, mean, I was actually better at baseball than I was in football, but uh, coaches ruined that for me. You know, playing their kids that had no business playing, and playing their kids' best friends, and not playing the people that deserve to play. So that's kind of ruined baseball for me going into my freshman year. Yeah, I I had bad experiences with baseball as well, with the people. Um, Was your family, 
so they would have been probably really super involved with your your life then you know you have to be taking all these practices and stuff like that who was really involved with that kind of stuff with you yeah man so um so i'm i'm actually i'm adopted um i was adopted when i was six days old and then when i was three months old my birth mom came and kidnapped me wow for about eight, for about eight months no kidding yeah and then uh she gave me back and then you know i spent the rest of the time with people i call my parents like i'll, I'll never call you know so I've never called my relatives like mom and dad. So when I say mom and dad, I'm talking about the parents I grew up with. Right. Um, and my dad was much older. Like my, I'm, I'm 34 right now. My dad was 90 right now. Wow. Yeah, and my mom is, uh, my mom is 66. And uh, my, like, my family's crazy. So my dad was married before. So my mom is 66. My oldest sister is uh, 60. I mean, your dad was re- truly like another generation of a few generations before us as, you know, the type of man he probably was. Yeah, yeah. My, and he was a, uh, he was a track star. And he, he went to uh, North Texas on a track scholarship. And uh, he was a high school football star. He was a running back in a corner. Um, and he joined the Navy when he was younger. And, you know, he just, he just had an incredible life, really. Um, and, you know, like I said, he was, he was my coach for the longest time. Uh, up until about, even, like, going into sixth grade. But when I hit uh, fourth grade, he, uh, he got cancer. And so, you know, he'd be going to chemo treatments and then throwing up on the way home from school and then showing up at my football practice. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. Like my, like my dad, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better dad. That's awesome. And I, mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better mom either. Just the way, the way things worked out, I ended up talking to uh, my biological mom when I was 22 and just kind of seeing how that played out. And like I ended up where I should have ended up. Like growing up, how I grew up, and how I should have grown up. Absolutely. You lucked out. Yeah. Um, have you had any contact with your biological mom since then? Um, we were, so we were friends on Facebook and she had my number and she would call me and she'd message me here and there. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was kind of awkward. She'd be like, you know, your, your cousin this or your brother that or your uncle this. And it's just like, that's cool and all, but those people aren't anything to me. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Just, just I don't, I don't know these people. Right. And then, uh, you know, I, I tried to find out about my birthday. Apparently, he's in prison, I guess, from what I hear. And, uh, so you, I, you really lucked out big time. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, like, I would have I grown up poor and uh, kind of like, I don't want to say in the gutter because I don't want 
pain right. in that life. But just, your life is harder when you're poor. Right. What did your dad do for a living? I mean, he was probably pretty. I mean, but when you were in high school, he was already pretty elderly, right? Yeah, but like my dad's very kind of elderly, and normal people that are really different. Like to to kind of give you an idea. Um, so my dad passed away in 2015, right? So he would have been what 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 84. But uh. Before that, like, so after I graduated high school, um, you know, my dad went through all his cancer stuff, which he had a kidney removed, he had his bladder removed. He was in the hospital some, like, 27 times in three years, like, he was nuts. Wow. But, uh, anyways, he fast-forwarded through all that, and uh, I graduated high school in 05, and uh, in 07, he and my mom started a non-profit over in Uganda, Africa. Mm. They were, you know, like my, my mom's a pastor. Um, you know, they've always been real involved in church and all that. So they went over there, and, uh, you know, my dad would go every year. And he used to call me, and we're talking about my dad at 79, 80, 81, 82 years old, would call me and say, hey, Shane, what can I do to get my legs ready for this trip? I want to go. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to carry this. I don't need to crazy what can I do to get my body in better shape and he's in his early 80s yeah yeah early 80s he looked honestly he looked better like if you look at pictures of him he looked better after he went through cancer and was older than when I was like a little kid it's nuts to me but he looks better that that is crazy why do you think that is Uh, you know man I, I really don't know I think it's just you know, he, I think he, he refound his love for life, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, there was just more joy there. I mean, he, he was always a happy guy, but, you know, he just, he refound his joy for life. Like, when I, when I was, when I was young, you know, he was a, uh, he was working for the state, he was working for the highway department. And, uh, and then he stopped doing that, and he was doing some okay. kind of office work for a guy in Austin. I mean, he was making six figures, and this is, you know, early 90s. So, I mean, he's doing well for himself. Right. One day, he just decided he wanted to be a teacher in a private Christian school. So, this is, this guy sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, I I couldn't have asked for better things than what I ended up And they, your mom and your dad had a what, a 25-year age difference? Uh, 24. 24. Yeah. So, so your mom's really not too old. She's only, what, 65, you said? Yeah, she's 66. 66. Yeah. My mom is 51. You know, Mike, you have older parents. My, yeah, my mom's about the same age as yours. Uh, she's 67 now. And your yeah. dad's 75. My dad just turned 75 yeah, two days ago. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, your story kind of sounds a little similar to where, you know, you really got lucky, you know, as far as your upbringing. I feel the same way. My grandma raised me and my siblings. Yeah. And we had a much better life than if my mom 
or something would have raised us. It, it would have, we would have had a lot less stability and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how things work out. I mean, the, the irony, I mean, you know, talking about mental health and all that, um, the irony about growing up and having everything as good as I had, because I don't want to take a picture that I had some shitty life. I didn't. I had a wonderful life. Um, but, you know, I've known I was adopted my whole life. I've, uh, I've known the story of my mom getting rid of me you know, kidnapping me and getting rid of me again. Um, and so my whole life I've had, like, like an anger issue, I guess. Like, no, I don't lash out at, like, people, but just, like, I'm angry all the time. Yeah. Kind of like the whole, like, you know, I stay angry. Um, and I kind of attribute it to that. Like, I've always had this sense of having to live up to things or having to, like, prove my worth in ways because I don't feel good enough, like I wasn't enough. Which, like I said, it's crazy because I grew up with parents that showed me nothing but love and gave me everything I could have asked for. Right. And they fought for me, they wanted me, but subconsciously it's always been, okay, well I wasn't good enough for this, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove myself. That's why I always tell people, the best thing you can ever fucking do is doubt me or tell me I can't do something. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, <laughs> I'm gonna turn right the fuck around and I'm gonna shove it in your face. Look what I just did. I feel the a very similar way, and I think Mike probably does Absolutely. too. Absolutely, yeah, that's a very big motivator. Um, you know, I, I like I like that kind of stuff. Um, but wow, you know. Yeah. So is that, um, so what started the, like the motivation Mondays that you do, is that kind of based on the, the anger issues you think that you had or, or where did that, what made you start doing that? Man, um, I started doing that because there's, there's nobody, I mean, nobody that I know, like, even around in our circles, you see, you know, the Rob Bailey's or you see C.T. Fletcher's or whatever, you see these, these big name guys doing all these motivational speeches, but there's no... There's no, what I call, normal guys. Like, you know, you might have, like, these super thin fitness motherfuckers doing motivational speeches, but, you know, there's nobody like Mike doing motivational speeches. There's nobody like me. There's nobody like you. There's nobody There's nobody out here doing speeches for us. Mm. We, Mike we would do good motivational speeches. And then, you know, flip side of that is, um, because of my bench press, like, I'd say, like, I have a lot of people... I don't want to say look up to me because I don't like that, but people come to me like looking for, you know, some kind of advice or motivation or whatever. And I, w- I want them to see like, you know, I, I struggle with the same shit, y'all. I go through the same thing you like. I mean, there was one, like one of my first ones, you know, I, I wasn't speaking in it, I just, I just did a message and I was like, look, I've been fucking molested, I've been falsely accused, I've been homeless, I've been all this shit, and if you can look at me and find some kind of motivation in the life I'm living, then there's no reason you can't look inside yourself and find motivation in yourself. Absolutely. I think that's a great message. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of that's a lot of adversity and, and I think that's that's the thing especially with social media um, is we're all very 
I mean, some people considerably more than others, but very careful about how we craft the image that we portray to everybody else about who we are and what, what our life is like. And people get the wrong idea and they think it's all, you know, they, they it makes us look like, you know, you're shitting roses, but you know that there's a much deeper story than that. And so, um, I think to, to humanize it and to show that you've had to overcome so much, um, and that people are still finding inspiration from that is really important because, there's a lot of, you know, as more stuff is shared and as more information ostensibly comes out, we lose a lot of authenticity. We lose a lot of, of, of what reality is. And I think it's really important to bring it back to that. So I think it's super cool that you do that sort of thing because, um, and especially in, in this space where you think about men as, as these, <clears throat> you know, they like to portray themselves as kind of infallible, right? Like very strong um, you know, that, that they're able to overcome everything and that nothing's really wrong. Um, and that they can withstand anything and that, you know, they're not going to let anything bad happen to them, but no, it's, it's, everybody knows, everybody knows that there's nothing that's further than the truth than that. Like everybody struggles with these things. And, um, so that's why I, I think it's, I appreciate that more athletes are coming to terms with that. And, you know, Kevin Love opened up about his anxieties and things and, uh, you know, things of that nature. And um, when people talk about traumatic things that have happened to them in their childhood that may have, have really affected them and shaped their psyche and their development into a, into a man um, and the way that they process things. It's, it's important to know that when those bad things happen, you can still thrive right there's other people just like you you're not going through it alone so i i feel kind of bad saying that sort of thing because i have had a very privileged upbringing um in comparison to a lot of people that i know but um and so i i i feel a lot kind of sheltered to that but i appreciate that that's a a thing that people struggle with and that they open up about it so i tip my hat to you about that i appreciate it Yeah, I think that's a great attitude to have. Um, how much do you bench right now? Right now, COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, I did I did five hundred a few weeks ago. Okay. My, my best my best max is five twenty five. Gotcha. But but uh, you know, it's goals. Twenty 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 being what it is, man. Uh, you know, I, I had a back injury at the very beginning of twenty twenty. And then right when it got ready to go, it shut the gyms down. And then I came back and I kind of like feeling scratch and then I had a shoulder injury that I had to deal with. So things are just kind of clicking back into place now. Yeah. Um, I was trying to get to 600 and then obviously it's fucking October. That so, road from five to 600 is a long road. Yeah. You know, that's... I mean, you know, you look back like... like Three ninety, three ninety five 
and I was 235, and 465. And so just, just to come from, from that to where I am now, it's been a long time. Right. You know, people people look at it and say, oh, like, this shit just happened. Like, no, it didn't just happen. And even, you know, even people talk about steroids and use them. Like, people think that's some kind of magic fucking potion. But you have to do the work. It don't matter. You can take all the steroids in the world, but if you're not fucking doing the work, it's not going to fucking matter. I think most people really do know that, that, but they just kind of play dumb. It's because it's something they can say. Yeah, they know deep down that you know they couldn't. They couldn't do it. Because they just don't either, you know, they don't want to or they find it impressive, right? you know, in one way or another. And it is a impressive feat to achieve a certain look or strength because it shows long-term dedication because those are not short-term activities. Yeah. You know, I've been training for... A long time now, like 11 years maybe. And Mike's been training a long time, and mm-hmm. you've been training a long time. And you don't, even when I could bench, you know, 475 at 225 when I was like 23 years old. Um, you know, I'd been working, I hadn't had any injuries, so I had years of progress in a row. But then when you start to have injuries, your prog- your progress is going to stop. And that's why staying healthy is so important. Yeah. Have you had a lot of, uh, you mentioned you've had a couple of things happen. I mean, how do you overcome injuries? What's your strategy for that? Man, it, it's just kind of, you know, when the injury happens, you got to do the one thing you don't want to do, which is, fucking take time off. You know, if you, if you hurt your shoulder, like me, me being a bench press guy, I hurt my shoulder. I'm like, I'll give it two days, and then I'm going to go again. And then I'll get there, and I'll get under the bar, and I'll do 135, and then we'll feel like shit, and I know my body has to work, and they got to keep weight. Um, so you got you to gotta take time off. You can't keep pushing stuff that you want to do just because you want to do it. Because it's just going to end up fucking you up. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's taking the time off, and it's not like coming back thinking you're going to be where you were. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. like coming off of my shoulder, you know, I was, I was feeling good before that. I was doing 315 for 712 and 15, and then, like, I didn't even do anything to my shoulder. I just woke up and it started And it hurt for probably, like, a month. And then I came back, and I wasn't expecting to do 315 reps. Do you know what you did to it? I have no idea, man. Uh, I don't think it was lifting that caused it. I think I slept on it, fucked up, and it just took a while to work its way back into, you know, where I needed to be. I don't think it was anything like... I mean, you're you're a big man, so if you sleep on your arm wrong, you know that could fuck it up. Even you know somebody smaller like me, it, my arm would be super fucked up if I slept on it wrong. Yeah, it's you know it's it's just one of those stupid things. The older you get, the more of these stupid ass problems you have. 
just got to deal with it. Because what, what am I going to do? Stop lifting? Like, no. Uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to stop lifting. You know, you just got to figure out how to lift sustainably so you don't get injured and you find kind of the sweet spot as far as, you know, your program goes. You know, so yeah. how do you, since you're bench only, how do you basically train? What's your, what's your split look like? So, um... I'll typically, I have, I, I try to have a bench day. Um, I try to do it once every other, like once a week, but it usually ends up being beginning of the week and end of the week. But uh, for what I do is, um, I'll go in and I'll have a high volume. Like I do a QT Fletcher's bench press marathon. Which I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you're not, basically you you take 225, you unrack it. What he does with his is he'll do one rep, rack it, unrack it, do two reps, rack it, unrack it, do three, and he'll go all the way up to 20. What I do is I'll do one rep and I'll hold it, and then I'll do two, and then I'll do three, and I go I go all the way up to 25. But obviously you can't do it successively, so I'll get to like seven and I'll rack it, and then I'll come back and I'll do eight, nine, ten, and then I'll rack it, and then I'll do you know eleven, twelve, whatever. I'll hit twenty-five with two twenty-five, and then I'll shut a forty-five and I'll do one thirty-five, and I'll do twenty-five all the way back down to one. So it, it comes out to like six hundred and fifty reps. Jesus. But that's all I'll do. That's, that's okay. still a lot of reps, man. That's Are you really emphasizing technique on those days? Um, it, it's more about a. I I personally try to be like explosive with it. To uh to work you know more more quick t- quick twitch muscle fibers. Me personally, that's what I, that's what that day is about for me. It's about high volume <clears throat> explosion. Etc. And that's what I get through on that. I mean, obviously, by the time you get to fucking 17 with that 225, like, you're hating life. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that, that's a bitch. Um, so that's what I focus on that day. That's all I'll do that day. And then the next day, I'll come in and I'll do, like, bodybuilder type shit. I'll do buys and tries or I'll do shoulders. Or I'll do back, whatever. I, you know, I don't fuck with legs <laughs> because I have to carry my fat ass around, and that's enough work. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't really fuck with legs. I might do calf raises or leg extensions or leg press every now and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't really fuck with legs, so I'll do that. I might take a day off, and then I'll come back and I'll do whatever I didn't do on that second day, and then that fourth day. Um, Usually when I have my other bench day, and on that day I'll come in and I'll do pyramid. <clears throat> like I'll I'll do regular chest stuff. So like I'll start with incline, and I'll work my way up. Usually about three fifteen, three sixty five for reps of anywhere from like eight to ten. And then I'll do like cable crossovers, and I'll do uh, ISO machines for you know for your chest, both incline and decline. Yeah. And then I'll do uh, I'll do flies, 
hit it with a dumbbell on the machine. And then uh, I always hit the bench last, which a lot of people like to do it first. But I, I like to do it last because I'm weird, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and even then, I'll start with 135. I'll do like a set of 20. And then I'll jump to 225 and I'll do a set of 20. And then I'll jump to 315 and I'll do a set of 15. And then I'll jump to 405 and I'll do a set of 8 or 10. Um, and then it's usually 455 for a set of 3 or 4. And then, you know, I, I got to a point where I was doing, you know, 5 for 1 to finish it off. Just to kind of get, get, you know, accustomed to that so moving up wouldn't be a big deal. Right, yeah. The, the, the day I did 525, I was uh, I was attending a deadlift party for a friend of mine. He was uh, joining the army. He was leaving the next day. He wanted all his friends to be there in deadlift. And, of course, I don't fucking deadlift. So <laughs> right. I'll, I'll come bench, though. I'll bench your deadlift. Well, that, that was, I, was outside, I was outside watching them all deadlift, and I got fucking hyped. I was like, man, these Giving it everything they got, like I thought, like, look, man, I'm going in. I'm gonna bench 525 for you. I've never even, I never put anything over five on the bar. So <laughs> I put 525 on. It, it wasn't pretty, but it went up, and I was hyped about it. And he was hyped about it, and that's all that matters to me. Like yeah, sending him off like in fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a good occasion. So, so you did. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like a lot of the stuff that you do is really, really volume based. Um, and a lot of the actual flat bench training that you do, it sounds like you do it when you're already probably fairly fatigued having done incline and cable crossovers and things like that beforehand. That's interesting. I've never heard of uh, training that way before. I mean, I I think it it gives me an advantage. You know, like, I don't know if you ever saw a video of me doing a tricep desk. Yeah. Where, you know, I had where basically I had, I had 315, and I did three reps normal, and then they put the, a one block on my chest. I touched the block three times. They pulled that block off with the two block on, did the two blocks, the three reps. And then he stacked the one on top of the two, did three reps, and then he took the one block off, I did three more than two, and then I did three more than one, and then three more regular. Uh-huh. And uh, most people can't do that. Like, when it comes to when it comes to it, they're either high rep or they're high weight. A lot of people aren't both. Yeah. And I think it gives me an advantage. Like when I get to that sticking point, um, you know, where almost everybody hits on bench, but you can't lock it out. Like I've already, I've already faced through. That. So I don't, I don't typically have that problem when I go with Matt. Gosh. What is your Instagram? What is your Instagram? Blackbeard Fitness. Blackbeard Fitness on there too. I have I have my my company page and then I have my. Gotcha. So I I actually want to ask about that, but before before we do, um, so like, it, it sounds like the way that you do a lot of your your lifting, um, 
like there's some there, it sounds like there's a high likelihood that something could go wrong somewhere amongst all that volume so when that happens you know and you just have an off day or something here's at that intersection of of lifting and and mental health and how you work through adversity um like how do you deal with with those tough training sessions where you know you just want to sling your phone into the wall you know what i mean like how does how yeah. how do you how do you how do you deal with that in the moment and then like the rest of the day if it does it fuck up your whole day how does it work for your next session how does that all work for you well lucky for me i work out at night so it doesn't fuck up my whole day okay um, Maybe you um, needed to deload. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was bad, bro. It was it was a bad time. Um, but uh, do you have yeah, um, a certain style? You know, you've kind of put your own style of training together. Um, were yeah. you kind of taught this style, or did you just kind of grab it from different places and kind of make your own that worked for you? Man, I just I kind of I kind of just put it together myself. Um, you know, like I said, you have you have motivation like CT, you know, before not so much CT now. CT now is real tame, I think. But you know, back when CT was really CT, he was going after it. Um, that and then just the way uh, like the the mentality that Robin Dana attacked their training, like I dig. And um, just I kind of I kind of grab things here and there and just kind of put it all together. Gotcha. Like I've I've always lifted heavy. That's always been what I've done. And I didn't really start doing volume until like a couple of years ago. And I didn't want to I didn't want to lose um, I didn't want to lose strength to tone up. It's all those you know lame ass people will say. I don't want to get too big. I just want to tone. Like, I'm already right. You know what I mean? Doesn't that shit drive you crazy when you hear people say that? Like, I, I don't want to get too big, but you don't understand what it takes to get big. Right. Y'all think I just woke up like this? Like, I didn't. I didn't wake up with almost 22 inch arms. Like, I had to work this motherfucker. Right. Like, One day I just uh, woke up. I was like 280. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, I mean, you know that happens, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't... Well, you were probably 280 when you were in high school. <laughs> no, actually, like, high school, bro, I stayed at, like, 230. Okay. And then I played, I played college football at 255. Gotcha. What position did you play? That. <laughs> it was after that that I got back. I, I, I stayed at, like, 270 after after, after I played college ball. I, played, I stayed at 270 for probably three years, maybe. 
But I was working outside in a lumberyard, throwing fucking concrete around all day. That'll do it. Um, doing that. So, I mean, and I could still eat whatever I wanted. That was the thing. Like, football didn't teach you how once you were done, you had to stop eating. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't need enough when I played football. That's the problem. I learned too late. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like football, it's like ah, like I remember a friend of mine came over. I was maybe like a junior in high school, and we were getting with stupid ass kids. We're like, hey, let's have a fucking corn dog eating contest. <laughs> that sounds great. That does sound great. You know? and, 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 and you know, and he was he was a he was a linebacker, but he was like a tiny linebacker. You know, I'm this defensive tackle, you know, and we just started eating. And I, he ate, like, four. And I ate 28. And I was like, oh, man, shit. we should probably stop. <laughs> How are you? Were you, like, were you dying after that? Or were you just, like, cool? No, I, I was good. That's fucking like, crazy like, to me, man. The thought of it now, like, grosses me out. But, like, man, like, I could eat and I wouldn't get loaded. I'd be fine. Like, I'd be good. Like, let's go. <laughs> You know, that's really what, gym. That's what stops me from sometimes eating is getting bloated and stuff because, yeah. you know, some days, you know, if you take certain supplements, you know, your appetite, the switch uh, that tells you that you're full no longer works and you're just, you can eat endlessly and really you can push your body to the limits of eating. And indigestion and just simply eating too much are the limiting factors at that point. Um, yeah. You, you realize that too late, though. Right. <laughs> by, by the time you reach that point, you're already fucking a balloon animal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get really bad heartburn for some reason, and I eat pretty clean. I think... I gave myself acid reflux from drinking lots of lemon juice as a kid. That's a... <laughs> you drank lemon juice? I would make my own lemonade, my homemade lemonade. Oh. With sugar, lemon juice, and water. Yeah, that's that's lemonade. Um, and that is acidic. I, I do swear it. that was it, though. Um, it's, it's, it's depressing now, because... Yeah, I mean, everybody loves pizza. Yeah, Ooh, I'll, I'll pizza. Pizza will destroy me. Bro, my, my kids will be like, hey, Dad, can we have pizza? And I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And then <laughs> I instantly regret it when I wake up at 3 a.m. Uh, I have that fucking acid fucking vomit taste in my mouth. Uh, and I'm like, I shouldn't have eaten pizza. Before. You know, pizza <laughs> is, is like a very, you know, it's like... You know, it's it's somebody you know is no good for you, but you you give in and you get some of it, and then you just feel bad after. It's always disappointing when you're done eating it, usually. Yeah. And you regret it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I used to eat a lot of Domino's, so maybe once or twice a week, I would order, like, three things from Domino's, and I was pretty lean, so I could handle this, you know, it wasn't too much for me, like a couple times a week. But after I would eat it, the next day at the gym, I would be, you know, I would feel great. Because all that extra food. Yeah. You know, and, and I carbs, would man. get through the, uh, 
get through the heartburn side, you know, however you have to, you know, that that's where like cheat meals, I guess you could say are good. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't eat pizza all the time. Right. I, I, pizza is kind of like porn. You know, like, yeah. like in the moment, in your moment, you're like, "This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, you, you you get done, you finish, you know, you finish the pizza, and you look and you look at it like, "You filthy, filthy fucking thing." <laughs> <laughs> that just like disgusting yourself. Like, what am I? There's there's nothing like when you when you get done watching porn and you're just like, "I can't believe I just watched that." Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you know, you close the phone or the fucking iPad or whatever. Yeah, know, just like throw it aside. Disgusting. Like, just <laughs> get away from me. That's that's pizza. We need pizza equals porn t-shirts right now. <laughs> that could be the uh, the next release. So that actually that's a good segue. I wanted to bring it back to um Blackbeard Fitness. So um I uh I remember seeing that you were rocking some of that stuff and you were selling your shirts and I thought it was a badass looking shirt and um, I at the time had grown my beard out a little bit and so I was like yeah fuck it let's do it so um, I, I purchased it but I never really fully understood what that was all about so what's ex- explain to me how, how like the black Blackbeard Fitness came about and what it is and, and where you know where you see it now where it's going or where it came from and all that and it's yeah. affiliation to the real Blackbeard I believe his name was Edward Tench Teach, Edward Teach. Teach. Ah, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, um, you know, originally I, I just had this idea in my head, like, I want to start a brand. Like, you know, you see everyone else have it, and, like, that's cute, but, like, I want I want to be my own boss one day. Like, that's, that's what it all comes down to. Like, I don't like working for people. Right. Um, Same. You know, I don't, I don't want to go to work wondering if I'm going to get fired because somebody doesn't like me. Like, I want to be the one... You know, showing up in fucking flip flops, tank top, and whatever, and being like, "This is not working today." Like, yeah, I want to work for myself. So I was like, "I'm gonna put this in motion, see what happens." Because a lot of people's failed step is they never try. Sure. You know, how many people are you like? Oh, like I want to have this. I want to have this shirt, or I want to have this hat business, or I want to have this lawn business, but nobody ever actually fucking does it. Right. So I'll no follow through. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a dream, and everyone should have a dream, but if that's all you ever do is fucking dream, then you just sleep. Absolutely. Um, so, my original idea was actually uh, Run and Hide. It was going to be Run and H-Y-D-E. Like, like, oh, yeah, Jack and Hide. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I wanted it to be, like, real fitnessy. And then one day, I was just sitting there, and uh, I, was, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, hey, you know what, would be dope. Like no one's ever had like a pirate themed gym before. You know, this was this is when Black Sails had come out. We watched some of Black Sails, and I was like, nobody's ever. I've never Were you a, a big fan before. of that show? Yeah, no, Black Sails is my shit. <laughs> nice, it's a good but, show. But like, I mean, imagine you walk into a gym, and the front desk is like a shipwreck ship. It's not a desk. It's like it's like the, the bow of a ship that's been fucked up. Okay. Right? And you look over by the dumbbells, and there's a big-ass cracking on the wall. It's you know definitely I mean? a style. Just, you know, just like a different fucking mantra. Right. And I was like, 
That would be dope. I was like, you know what, some, you know what, like, I've never seen anybody come up with, like, a real pirate team fitness company. I was like, I wonder if anyone's ever come up with this. And I looked it up. And I was like, man, there's no Blackbeard Fitness anywhere. Right. Like, well, like Blackbeard was ruthless, but what a lot of people don't know about Blackbeard is a lot of, a lot of his methods, you know, like, he used to, like, fuses under his hat, and he dyed his beard. His beard wasn't really black. He would dye that shit with charcoal. Um give him just a crazy appearance and he would scare a lot of people yeah. into surrender. Mm. And as somebody that lifts weights, a lot of us, or like at least the people that I wanted to represent, are people that want to be in, they want to look intimidated. They want to be big. They want to be bad. They want to be you know, they want to be monsters. Right. And you don't have to be a monster to look like one. So for me, Blackbeard Fitness represented that. It's, you can be a savage without having to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, and pirates, to me, always represented a very uh, no, no holds barred, like, sinks the ships, no survivors, take yeah. no prisoners, like, mentality. What is it? No, uh, like, no quarter? Yeah, like, like, so, you know, you think about it, if you're taking the platform, like, there's no fucking retreat here. You're not, you're not just going to fucking go step on the land. You're on that ship. Sink or swim. Like, this is what you're here for. Who yeah, is your favorite pirate from history? My favorite pirate? It, it's, easily, it's easily Blackbeard, but I also... Uh, I'm a big fan of Charles Bain, because he was a real pirate. Um, and I like uh, Jean Lafitte, also. Mm. Who, was a, who was a French pirate out of, like, New Orleans. Yeah. Who is your favorite fictional pirate, like Jack Sparrow type pirate? Uh, man, probably, I mean, probably Jack Sparrow. If you really think about it, there's not a whole lot of real fictional pirates. I like, I did like the way they made Vane in Black Sails, because that's not how he really was. Right. Like he he was a terror, but he wasn't really like that. But. I like how they made him in Black Sails, where he was he was kind of Blackbeard's protege, and he was ruthless and like you know he, he really was like fuck everybody like I'm gonna do me. Um, yeah. And I always really I always really liked that and admired that. But I mean, if you don't like Jack Sparrow, like there's something wrong. Right. So do you do you nerd out about that? Is that like because everybody kind of nerds out about something? Um, and some people, like with history, for example, it'll be very specific. Um, those those guys are losers. <laughs> Do you is that is that the sort of thing that you nerd out about, or what's what would your niche be? Man, um, I don't know that I have like one like real small thing like things things that like like I'm I have a very uh, obsessive personality, I guess. Mm -hmm. So like like. I, I get really into uh, I get really into Vikings. Okay. Like not just the show, but like actual Vikings. Yeah. Like if, if a show comes on, it's like you know from the past, like they found some some ship somewhere. It doesn't even look like a ship; it's just fucking grass or whatever it is. Like I'm like I'm watching this. Um, <laughs> okay. So so I, I love Vikings. Um, I love pirates. Uh, I I like I I think bodybuilders to be honest. Like I think there's something real like real nuts about it kind of in a way 
Right. There definitely is. Like, so, like, you know, Generation Iron, like, I watch all those. Um, stuff like that, like, I, I get really into. And then, uh, I grew up hunting, so I'm really into hunting. And, uh, I'm also a huge football fan, so, like, I've played enough Madden to where you can ask me, like, some random-ass player's name, and I'll be like, oh, he's on whatever, like, he's on the Colts. I'm seeing some crossover. <laughs> Same. You know so, I know where yeah. every I know where everybody in the NFL ex- until the last right right. Well, I mean, how many actually went to Abilene Christian though, right? It's not like you'd probably yeah, remember yeah. that. Um, where where did you play ball again? I, I played at Mary Hart and Baylor. It's a small Division three school here, uh, like north of Austin, a little bit. Okay, and is that? Um, and where you live now, is that like where you grew up or, cause you're from, you're from Texas. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm born and raised in Texas, lived here my whole life. Um, I'm from a small town called Wimberley, which is, uh, it's like south of Austin, maybe like 35 minutes. Uh huh. There's actually like going around, it's, it's been on Facebook for years. It's like one of those swimming holes that you won't believe. Oh, okay. Um, we're, we're one of like the top three. There's one in Wimberley. They kind of made everybody flock to it. Yeah. But but that's how people know Wembley, but most people don't know where the company is. Do you know where uh, Nagadocious is? Yeah. How how far is that from there? Um, man, how far? I'll tell you. Hold on. Like, <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't know, but I can look that up real fucking quick. We have, we have, we have the iPhones, you know? Right. Because that's where his people are from. Oh, it's uh, 99 miles. Wow. Oh, you know, far. Texas is so big. You know, it's such a vast, open, free place, especially if you live out in the country. Yeah. You know, you live... Well, 99 miles ain't shit for Texas. You live 30 minutes from the nearest town. You know, you're just... You're <laughs> out in the country. Or west, for sure, yeah. You know, and I would love to live there one day. Yeah, man, people, people don't... People don't understand like how big Texas is. When I was in high school, we used to drive from where we lived out to West Texas, like to Davis Mountain, south by like Big Bend National Park, mm-hmm. to go to go hunting. And this is just in Texas. It was a nine-hour drive. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Just just to get there. It takes like thirteen hours to drive from Atlanta to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the top of Texas, like ish. Yeah. Well, nine hours from Atlanta, you could be in like, you could be in like Indiana, like Indianapolis. Yeah. And you're just talking about one state. <laughs> yeah. Well, like in know, Texas, yeah. Friend, like one of my, my my best friend lives in Minnesota, but he used to live here, and uh, he'll come down here and visit sometimes, and it's like an eighteen-hour, like nineteen-hour trip for him. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was like, bro, I was like, I'll just, I'll just move to Montana and then we'll be closer. And he was like, he was like, no, he's like, he's like, that is closer. He's like, but most of the time he spent driving is through Texas. You come straight down through the tip. Oh yeah. You gotta drive, you gotta drive all the way down. Like, um, I used to live in, I used to live in Corpus, which is like South Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Down by the beach. And, uh, Gainesville, which is up by like the Oklahoma border. Okay. Had, uh, real bad flooding, and they sent us out there to do a fleet. And I had to drive from Corpus all the way to Gainesville, and it took me 
11 and a half hours. She, wow. Yeah, that's pretty far. From the bottom of Texas to the tip. Yeah. <laughs> My great grandparents are buried in Port Arthur, Texas. Yeah, so you, you know all about that, man. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to go to a cemetery and see, you know, generations of your your great-great-grandfathers and great-great-great-grandfathers and, like, generations of men in your family buried in the same place. Do you have you ever, do you have something like that? I, I don't know, but, I mean, again, adopted and all. Right, right. It's kind of like a different different set of rules, I guess. Right. I mean, I would think, you know, and, you know, your father's parents were probably born in like the 1860s. Yeah, man. I I, I, I never met them. Like, that's how old they are. Oh, I'm sure. My dad, you know, I used used to joke with my dad because he was born in 1930. Wow. And I always used to ask him, like, hey, how was the Great Depression? <laughs> you know, I always got along well with older people. You know, they were just such a, a wealth of information. Yeah, like I don't like my, my dad had a young spirit, man. Like I remember uh maybe twenty twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, uh, for my birthday. I bought myself tickets to uh, the A and M Sam Houston State game because I wanted to watch Johnny Manziel play. Mm. Um, so you know, I went to this game, and uh, you know, my dad's like 80, 82 or something at this time, and like he had an iPhone, but he couldn't work it. What the fuck? <laughs> and, like, he, he called me, and like I, you know, I, I didn't hear a ring, and he left me a message, and he was like, "Hey, Shane, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I hope you're doing good. I know you're at the game." He's like. Listen, I'm trying to find this game on TV and I can't find it anywhere. So, call me back and let me know what the score is. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> so sweet. I'm like, I'm at this game. I don't have no fucking call you back. Like, no. <laughs> You're like, first of all, I'm hammered. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just you like, don't want to talk to me right now. It was, well, it was funny, man. I, I bought I bought three tickets for that game for like 180 bucks, and uh, we were on like the. Like the the forty five yard line on the on the uh, visitor side. Yeah. And we were like we were like five rows up, so like we had good seats. Um, next week, and I was playing Alabama, and that was you know the year after Manziel almost beat him. Right. Uh, and uh, I looked it up just for kicks to see how much those tickets were, and those same tickets were like five grand the next week. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, a little, nice little different. So is that your team then? Are you an A and M guy or, or, or no? You're a Texas guy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Longhorn fan. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing from your posts yeah, the other day. I, I was, I was, a, I was a Manziel fan, and I wanted to be able to say, "Hey, I saw him play in person." Because like my my original favorite college player ever was Ricky Williams. <sighs> Solid. Did you ever <laughs> see Ricky Williams play in person? I did. Ooh. So, uh, you know, I was pissed, though, because my dad was at the game where he broke the record. And uh, I was at the house <laughs> watching. A year. Uh. Uh, so so I, I was pissed that he was there and I wasn't. But, uh, yeah, I used, I used to try to, like, 
braid my hair in dreadlocks and everything back when I was in sixth grade. No kidding. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I had the bowl haircut that everybody had. And yep. I had that shit braided. Like, I'm Ricky Williams. They're like, no, you're, you're not. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to them. You can be Ricky Williams if you want to. You know, and I had, I had, a, I had his number eleven jersey. I, had, I got his number thirty-four jersey um, at the Christmas gift. Uh huh. Um, and then, and then I had. His black Saints jersey, his white Saints jersey, and then I have his green Miami Dolphins jersey. Wow. So then, what are your what What are your feelings on Ron Dane then? Ron Dane. Ron, Ron Dane. Ron Dane was because he broke the record the season after, right? Didn't Ricky Williams have this? That I don't think it was the season directly after, but it was like it was real soon. It was pretty close. Ron Dane went to Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And you got drafted by the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. And then ended up doing nothing. Right, right. Uh, Ricky had a much better career. Ron Dane was he was a good he was a good running back in college. He wasn't anything fucking special though. Right. They they didn't throw the ball. Right. Like like name name the quarterback that was there when Ron Dane was there. (sighs) When does I mean, Wisconsin shit. Who's their last good quarterback? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, right after he transferred from North Carolina or NC State. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that was a you while ago. So like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at Texas at that time, who was their quarterback? Major Applewhite. Oh shit, that was Major App. That was then, huh? In like ninety eight, ninety seven. Man, those are some names on that, that team. Was, before that, it was James Brown. You know, James Brown was a really good college quarterback. Yeah. So. <clears throat> you know, you look at that and you say, okay. And then you look at the fact that Ricky played fullback his, his freshman year and most of his sophomore year. Oh, wow. So he didn't get a lot of touches. No, nah, he, he became he became the running back halfway through his sophomore year because the running backs were hurt. And uh, Coach McAvoy was looking around saying, hey, you know, who, do we, who can we get to fill the spot? And Ricky was like, well, I know all the plays. <laughs> yeah. So they put him at running back, and he just started killing. And then his junior year, he ran all over everybody. And then his senior year, he was a monster. So, you know, if he had been playing running back, running back the whole time, it'd be different. But when he came in, I think Priest Holmes was still there. You know, like just a bunch of Jeez, yeah. monsters were there. Right. And he had to get in where he fit in, and that was the fullback. These are some names. <laughs> I had a pretty, they had a pretty good backfield. Yeah. Kind of like Miami, you know, in the early 2000s. They had all these NFL yeah. running backs. Arkansas that one year with McFadden Ar- and all Run that. DMC. Yeah. Felix Jones. Felix. I remember watching Hard Knocks after the Cowboys drafted Felix Jones and they would joking how old he looked at a, as a rookie. <laughs> That's usually not a good sign. No. You know, he was just getting hurt constantly. And he played for a good while in the NFL, but he just did not last very long. Jerry, Jerry Jones would always draft these, like, backup-ass running backs. Like, <laughs> he, he, he couldn't get Darren McFadden, so he drafted fucking Felix Jones. Right. He couldn't get Adrian Peterson, so he drafted DeMarco Murray. 
DeMarco Murray was pretty damn good. Eventually. Eventually, but he was when he got his shot. He he, he was, but, you know, you look at that and you say, okay, he also drafted Julius Jones. You know who was drafted, like, six picks after Julius Jones? Fucking Steven Jackson. Yeah. You could have had Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson was sitting right the fuck there. And Steven Jackson was completely wasted playing with the Rams. Was he the last guy to rush for 2,000? Who? Didn't he rush for 2,000? No. Who am I I thinking of? I I thought it was... What's that? Chris Johnson. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, CJ2K. Yeah, and Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis in 2002. Who do you think is the better Cowboys quarterback? Dak Prescott uh, before destroying his ankle, unfortunately. <laughs> Too soon. You know, Too I soon. hate that for him because yeah, with the contract. that sucks so much because he was doing so well. And, you know, I was really impressed by him. And he's proven to be a good quarterback. Yeah. Or. And he hurts his fucking, he he fucks his ankle up that way. That is a serious injury. That's his heart injury to come back from. So. Yeah, that's fucking brutal. Who's, who's the other option? Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott or Tony Romo. Gotcha. But I think I mean like I, I think I think Dak's way better than people give him credit for, especially here, like in Texas. Everybody dogs Dak, especially where I'm at because I'm so close to all the Texans fans. Oh sure. Like all you hear is Deshaun, 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 and all I can think of is he holds the ball too long. But uh, with Dak, it's like you know Dak. Dak throws for all these yards, and people give him the same flack that they gave Romo. Hey, you can't win these games. Well, he's not fucking playing defense. We're giving up 36-something fucking points a game. You can't win shit giving up 36 points a game in the NFL. Right. And, like, they're like, oh, he has all these trash yards. No, he has comeback yards because we have to throw the ball. Right. Get back at these games after we get run all the way over. Yeah. Look at the Falcons game. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, y'all aren't very good this year. No. <laughs> no, we're not. No, not very, not very good. Which is surprising, honestly. Like, y'all should be. I agree. Yeah, it's just bad. It's got to be bad coaching. I mean, there's so many, like, specific points that you could that you could point to where it's like I they should have easily won this game. players. Some they, bum-ass players in key spots. Right. But, like, you yeah, had the onside kick, which was... And some bad coaching. Right. But, yeah, it was time for him to go. Right. You know, Dan Quinn, everybody has says that he's a real nice guy, and I'm sure he is. And even as he's beloved, like... But he's got to, you know... You, you got to earn your fucking You keep. have <laughs> lost enough. 
Yeah. And you must now go. Right. Your your and job is to win games. I'm surprised they didn't fire Dimitrov when they fired Mike Smith years ago. They kept him. Yeah. Um, now he's gone finally. Right. He'll probably go back to the Patriots or the Chiefs or the Titans or the uh, Texans. Yeah. Uh, Lions, <laughs> you know, all these related that, places. The purgatory known as Detroit. Well, it's a miracle uh, Matt Patricia still has a job because, you know, Matthew Stafford has been absolutely, his career has been absolutely wasted, basically. How many Lions players could you say about that about, though? Multiple. Like, lots of them. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson, Barry Sanders. Wasted. Yeah. Barry Sanders, wasted. There's a reason they're not there anymore. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, like, coach-wise, though, you're going to say that about somebody, they get fucking Adam Gase. Adam Gase yeah. is the biggest fraud in the history of the NFL. More... No, that, that's, that's Sam Well, no. I think it's Lane, <laughs> it's Lane Kiffin, actually. Sam Bradford is just a fragile Native American man <laughs> who who hurts his shoulders. Why do you gotta be Native American? Because he is okay. on Why does that the tribal role. Okay. Fun fact: Sam Bradford is considered Native American. I never knew what his he's like ethnic one was. eighth or one twelfth, oh. whatever tribe Cherokee maybe. So he's on the tribal roll just, or whatever. We're, we're just speculating at this point. I, I, always, I always thought it was like some version of like Asian and like Howdy Doody. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of no, Native American. Asian and Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> and that's it. But he, There's Sam Bradford. He was pretty fragile. <laughs> Um, you know, but he was talented, but when he got to play with the big boys in the NFL, you know, he just could not survive getting hit. You know, if he could just, if he just, you know, think about when he played for the Vikings, he set the NFL record for like completion percentage, I think, or some shit like that. But they were all very short passes. Right. So he was getting rid of that ball super quick because he does not want to get hit. You well, know? Because he'll die. He'll Do you break. want to get hit? <laughs> I wouldn't well, want to get hit either. A player like Brett Favre, you know, you have to get hit sometimes. I get that. But Unless you're Sam, Ben Roethlisberger. Sam Bradford just, he was just, he just, his body could not take it. Matt Ryan has done a very good job taking it, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's had some shitty offensive lines to work Right. With. Yep. Ooh, who's your running back right now? Uh, Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> I was thinking, I was like, Devontae Freeman's gone. I completely forgot y'all signed Gurley. We, and uh, yeah. Ito, Ito Smith. You know, the Falcons are the biggest embarrassment. You know, they really are. But how do you really feel? <laughs> you know, Georgia, you know, their quarterback to me is still questionable a little bit. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, this but fucking weird. What, it's amazing what uh, Kirby Smart has done with the University of Georgia. Right. The way it's changed so much from Mark Rick. 
where Mark Rick had all these NFL players on the fucking team at times and never won jack shit. Really didn't. Right. The biggest win was the fucking Sugar Bowl against Hawaii. Okay? That was really the biggest win. Was that um, Colt's team? What's huh. his name? Colt Brennan? Was that Colt Brennan? Yes, Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan's team? Hey, Colt Brennan was a savage. But... <laughs> he got in a car accident when he played for the Redskins. Uh, he got, like, brain damage, and he got messed up really bad. I didn't know that. Sorry. Taco, what's your question, man? Keep going. Someone's just on our feed asking, oh, okay. wants to ask a question. That's fucking depressing for... For Colt Brennan. That, that dude was a monster. Shit happens. <laughs> I mean, look at fucking Alex Smith, bro. Yeah, and he's... And he's back in it. And he's back. The Redskins have uh, given up on Dwayne Haskins. They're going to throw him out the in the trash. Uh, he's open to... You take him for minimal price. Uh, they've given up on him. Which is typical Redskins, you know... They're fucking atrocious. What are they doing? They've compi- they built a pretty well, they're good not the Redskins anymore, yeah. They are the the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. Yeah. It's very uh, soccer. Washington they, FC basically. They have drafted so many <laughs> defensive linemen in the last 5 years that were really good. Yeah. You know, they can they have a pretty good defensive line and that's the key to a good defense. Yeah. You know, and the Falcons, they have a bunch of floozies playing defensive line. You know, they've got They're such a weird they, franchise. They got, got Grady. Grady Jarrett yeah. is a good player. A better pass rusher than run stopper. Um but I like Tack myself. You know, Tack has Tack McKinley done a damn thing? No, but he's from Oakland, and he said, "Find me later." Remember? Do you remember that when he got drafted? Yeah, and he said, "I'm gonna get is. the quarterback." He has not he's done cursing. jack shit, and he went to UCLA. So I like he that. He has not done <laughs> diddly fuck. It does. I like him. So fuck that. Tack McKinley didn't he? Didn't he carry his like? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why, like, from that moment, like, from draft day, when he got all emotional, I I was like, he's my dude. I expected better from him. He's had injury problems. Yeah, there's that too. You don't know how good he is. Yeah. Takarist. It's a good name. That's like, that's like fucking Taco Charlton when he was in Dallas, didn't do shit. And then he, he got some sack the other day on the Chiefs, and like I'm, I'm on a Dallas page on Facebook. Everyone's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't even get on the field with us. Yeah. Well, um, they the the uh, Cowboys have Alden Smith now. Alden Smith is back, and he's with the Cowboys and. Alden Smith was a great player with the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. He was still pretty good with the Raiders. Then he got caught up with Schoolboy Q. You know, he made some wrong decisions. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, ask my buddies about their thoughts on Alden Smith. Real, I'd love to hear it. Because <laughs> so, my buddies back home are all either Raiders or Niners fans. That's so where Alden Smith, you know, he's finally back in the NFL. You know, do you know anything about how he's doing? 
Uh, I don't. Going into this last week, he was leading the NFL in sacks. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you yeah, can't. It, was only, it wasn't like somebody it was like it was four sacks, but he was leading the league in sacks. I remember the 49ers drafted him from Missouri. It was like so unexpected, you know, because yeah. they thought it was pretty early for him to to get drafted when he was. But he turned out to be a hell of a player. Yeah, it's kind of like Khalil Mack with the Raiders. Khalil Mack is a fucking Hall of Famer, and he goes, he went to fucking Buffalo. Yeah. The only way you knew he was going to be good is when he played Ohio State. He annihilated Ohio State. Yeah. The tackles he was playing against. Right. He was throwing them. You know, he couldn't be blocked. He was really a disruptive force on a Buffalo defense against Ohio State. Yeah. I remember talking to, like, some of my friends about that, like, after the draft. And they were like, I mean, that's really high. I don't know, like... I don't know about that, and then come to and find out. And the Raiders out. let him go. He's a generational go. player. I the know. Raiders let him go. I know. I know. It looks like Derek Carr has learned how to play football. Well, we'll see. He's made some some good, had some good games. Well, they're in Vegas so, now, so fuck them. Before he broke his ankle, he was like MVP quality playing that season, and then he broke his ankle. Yeah. Who? Derek Carr. When did he? He was, he was he was in the MVP discussion that year. He broke his ankle. Yeah, well, yeah, and they were. What was it? They were like an eleven or a twelve win season or something. But a lot of those were like really close, and a lot of those were just like there were gambles where there was one. I'm trying to remember the game it was, but they tied it with like no time left. Was Jack and, Del Rio the coach? I think so. And they and they went for two it against the Saints. I think. I think it was against the Saints, and they won it on a two yeah. point conversion. And like everyone lost their shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he's a gambler. We love it. And so like there was like a lot of games like that where like uh, I think I was telling you about this like the Pythagorean win percent. Have you ever heard of that? A Pythagorean win percentage. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like based on points for and points against, like what your yeah. one loss should be. And they're like they were like a twelve win team, but they should have been like five hundred. They just got they got some breaks. So was, was that was that the game where they, they I know they were playing the Chargers that one game. And they, they had to do, like, fourth and goal, like, eight times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Crabtree kept scoring, and he kept celebrating, and they kept having <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Crabtree. Texas well, Tech. I, I love Crabtree. Dude, he was, even as a Longhorn fan, like, I love Crabtree. Yeah. I remember when he beat Texas. Yeah. You know, on the sideline when he was at Texas Tech. Yeah. I don't know anybody from Texas Tech other than him. I rem- I was like, what what year was that? Maybe like two thousand. I don't remember. Like seven or eight. Maybe like nine. Maybe. I was I, I was listening to it in the radio on the car, or in the in the car on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember thinking when they said how much time was left and what the score was. I remember thinking, as soon as they said the ball is headed towards Crabtree, I was like, oh, we're You're like, nope. <laughs> and we're done. We're fucked. Yeah, we'll just have fond I memories just, about Vince Young. <laughs> I just knew, because, I mean, he was the Bolitnikoff Award winner. Yeah. He was a fucking monster. And I just knew. I was like, we're about to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. And the Raiders <laughs> took Darius Hayward Bay in front of him. Oh, fuck. Yep. He's a he's a fast one. I met his brother. I actually TA'd for his brother. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Because I went because I went to grad school at Maryland, 
And uh, his brother is funny. He was like probably like 6'4 and about 350 and he was a gamer. His thing was like e-sports. So like the exact opposite. Yeah. Like not very athletic, but um, a really nice, a really nice kid. His name was Osiris. Osiris Hayward Bay. Um, But yeah, it was just weird walking like through uh, campus every day, right? And you'd see like the the stadium is like in the middle of campus and you'd see all the numbers that were retired. um, And you saw like Hayward Bay that was there. And, um, oh my God, I'm totally forgetting a bunch of the other ones, but, uh, yeah, it was just like, it was, it was pretty cool to see that. And I can just imagine like if you're his brother and you're, a, you know, a sophomore and you just walk by every day and you're like, that's, that's my brother. That's his number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing something different. No pressure, right? <laughs> if you're not playing football. Like, you know, kind of, kind of like, uh, imagine being like LeBron's kid. Yeah. And you're named after your dad, and you play basketball. Right. Why? Just go go play another sport, bro. <laughs> it's a good start, though. Yeah. Although apparently, out of high school, LeBron was like a top-ranked tight end. Uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly had the height for it. So. Yeah, but just like you know who. Uh, Interesting to think about. You know who was a badass fucking football player that played basketball? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was, he was like an all-state quarterback. He's from the... Him and uh, Michael Vick were from the same area. And uh, I think Jason Williams, right? Because he went to the same... He went to high school with uh, Randy Moss. Um, yeah, White Chocolate. I don't, he went to high school. I don't think it's the I, I same area. Yeah, they, were, they went to high school in West Virginia together. Right, they did. Yes. But not with these, uh, uh, like Allen Iverson. No, no, no. But right. what I'm saying okay. is, my gotcha. is 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 I think they they were both very good at football. Gotcha. And Jason Hay or Jason not Hayward, uh, Jason uh, Williams went on to play basketball and Randy Moss. Randy Moss was just so dominant in high school and at Marshall. Yep. You know he was just like he looked like like. If you maxed out all the specs on a Madden player, <laughs> you made him super tall, super fast. Right. You know, he Great route runner. Right. Yeah. And then and then Dallas had the opportunity to draft and we said, no, we're good. No, we're good. And then comes in three catches for 200 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Fuck you, Jerry Jones. <laughs> who they Who they draft instead? I don't even know. That's how they that's, they that's, drafted Greg Williams. I don't know who that is. You know Greg Ellis from North Carolina. Oh, he was a good player, but he wasn't fucking Randy Moss. He right. was not Randy Moss, but he played with the Cowboys for a long time. Huh? He had to. They couldn't let that go. <laughs> so look, you're, you're going to have longevity here, buddy. Right. You're going to play at least as long as Randy Mock plays. God damn it. You know, that, like that's, that's the depressing thing. Like You look at Taco Charlton, and it's not so much that he was a bust. Like You can get over that. But if you look at the fact that T.J. Watt was sitting right there, and you chose Taco Charlton over T.J. Watt. Who thought that T.J. Watt was going to be so good? I mean, did, I did. did people know? Because... I would. I'm. I'm surprised to be uh, honest with you. I mean, what are the fucking chances that uh, the the brother 
is pretty fucking good. <clears throat> you know? I mean... I, I, I thought he was going to be good just because I watched him play at Wisconsin. And, right. And you could see flashes. Like, he hadn't put it all together. But then, if you know the Watt family, you know they're all close. So... Right. You have you have a multiple-time defensive player of the year as an older brother that you could literally say, hey, what can I do to improve ABC? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. the um, A healthy J.J. Watt from a few years ago um, was the most disruptive NFL defensive player in the history of the NFL. On the same level and probably more than Lawrence Taylor was. Wow. As far as just disruptive. J.J. Watt was super disruptive when he was healthy. Even even now, that's my favorite player. Yeah, J.J. Watt's great. Wow. So imagine being a Cowboys fan and your favorite player is a Texan. (laughs) That is big of you to admit. You know, it's very big of you. The whole franchise history of the Texans is one of extremely talented players coming here and them not doing them not winning jack shit. Yeah. So actually I have a question. Is it is it a thing at all for people from Houston to be Titans fans? No. No? No. They just completely dissociate Titans. Well, cause some some people become fans of they're they're fans of a franchise and then they move and they just kind of stick with it. I mean, it's kind of like, are there a whole lot of Ravens fans that are Browns fans or Browns fans that are Ravens fans? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll put it this way, because I know that there weirdly are Oakland A's fans that are in Philadelphia. They tend to be very old, but it's because that's where the franchise started. What are so they, in their 90s? They're, well, it's that, and they're like, they, they raise their kids that way. There's like and 23 so people that meet I'm that te- in their 90s. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm aware of it, because... <laughs> They're very present on on the internet. Yeah, and it's true. like it's a it's a thing. So uh, I don't get it either. I think it's weird as I shit. So the, you the, have the A's Phillies. started in. When you say they're on the internet, you mean like on Ancestry.com? <laughs> no, no, they're on like um like the 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 forums for like the like uh. They're not on the forums. They're they're still using dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're there. They're loud. They're proud. It's uh, I like I said I don't get it either, but it's a thing. Anyway, I uh, I followed you on Instagram, so feel free to follow me back and 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 judge me as I have judged you. That sounds, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> so I have a I have a question if we're willing to entertain it, um, and it, it pertains to uh, non traditional forms of revenue generation. Namely, namely through OnlyFans. Um, so b- I think both of you have a little bit of experience in that uh, to whatever degree you're willing to talk about it or, or plug it if you want. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of interested to hearing your thoughts about your both of your sort of like exposure to, um, I guess, what you call your following or your followers uh, now versus like what you... <clears throat> Like what you've really what you've learned from it uh, since you started doing it, and how your thoughts on the content creation 
works and how it works for you and, and all that good stuff. So, cause I know you both can, can share to whatever degree you want to about that, but I'm kind of interested in hearing that. Um, a lot of assuming going on there. I'm, I'm just giving you what my assumptions are. Yes. Well, uh, any, anybody that asks me why I started, I tell them because you made it. <laughs> and I take full responsibility for that. You, you take all the responsibility in the world for that. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I, like I told you when I when I decided to do it, it was zero expectations. Right. You know, I was like, you know, because I mean, like I, I, you know, if you're gonna talk about mental health a little bit, like I have, I have low self-esteem and then I have high self-esteem. Like most of the times, I'll say like, okay, in the mirror, like in my face, I'm like a seven. That's a solid seven right there. Right. That beard, that beard's a ten, but the face is a seven. <laughs> um, the beard, so the beard gets points. Like my body, my whole life, I've had like a very love-hate relationship with my body. So, you know, as a as a straight male, I can't say I was very uh, versed in the bear community. Right. And as most are, you know, bear. Yeah, you know, I mean, bear appreciation and all that, and uh, I think, you know, you, you've talked to me, you know, you know I'm, I'm very, I try to be very understanding, and I, I don't really try to judge people necessarily, like, whatever you do is what you do, like, I'm cool with it, as long as it doesn't really, you know, negatively affect me, like, I don't care what you do. Right. You know? Um, yep. So, when you, when you said, hey, you should do this, like, it could probably be a good thing for you, you know, I kind of, like... You know, I made that one post on Instagram, and it was kind of like a joke. Like, to me, I was like, hey, I started it. And I, you know, I went and I started it, and I was like, hey, you know, fuck it. Like, we're doing this. Um, and then I started getting, you know, messages like, hey, what's the link? Hey, what's the link? And I was like, shit, I better go post something. Like, <laughs> I don't have anything posted on this, and I don't have anything to take it seriously. Um, you know... And it started off like very, I'll say like PG-13, I guess. Yep, which is, I think, the natural way to start. And, you know, it escalated. And for me, like, it's, it's worked out well. Like, I've had, I've had one fan that I've blocked. Um, but he, he wasn't from here. He was from Kuwait. And he kept calling me sweetie, and it was fucking annoying. <laughs> Yep, um, that's you know so, that's par for the course. So you know, I, other than that, bro, like I haven't I haven't blocked anybody. Um, I've had ninety nine point five percent positive experiences, both on Twitter and on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been honestly, personally, I've been very uh, fortunate. I've been very um, humbled and blown away by the number of people that want to see my content in that form. You know, I, I've, I've talked to a couple of people who have 24,000 followers on Twitter. Yep. And uh, and we're talking about, hey, how many fans do you have? And this guy's like, man, I'm feeling really good. Like, I got 100. And, uh, you know, I'm over here at 358. Wow. And I'm like, how the fuck... Is this even possible? Like, I don't, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I, I, I stay, 
I stay on it. I stay posting. I, I schedule all my posts the night before. Make sure there's no less than like five posts because nothing's worse than fan for OnlyFans and somebody doesn't post or they post trash ass pictures or you know like I didn't pay five dollars a month to like look at pictures of your dog like that's not what it's <laughs> right. You know like I don't want to watch you cooking like I don't want to see that like there's certain people want to see it certain people don't want to see it. Right. I mean I, I'm still learning that myself because there's so many like different niches out there for people like. From, you know, feet to muscles to, you know, shaving to, you know, all kinds of Yeah, things. bellies, beards, everybody's got their kind of thing, right? And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will say that if anybody decides to follow me from this, don't ask me to shave or trim my beard. <laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. Don't waste your time. If that's what you're looking for out of my OnlyFans, like, it's not going to work. Right. <clears throat> But uh, I, I've, always, I've had very positive experiences from it. Um, you, you saw uh, today, you know, where I told you about how I got to work and uh, I had a text <clears throat> saying that my daughter was in her room bawling her eyes out because none of her clothes fit. And myself being who I am <clears throat> and always being love-hate with my own body, I don't want my daughter going through that. And in years past, there's nothing I can do. Because I, I live paycheck to paycheck my whole life. Right. Um, and through this opportunity <clears throat> that my, my followers and my fans have allowed me to have, I'm able to take her right now and go buy her new clothes. And that's something that I wouldn't have afforded to me without them. Yeah, and I'm I'm not anything if I don't have them. So I try to give them as much as I can, and I try to show as much appreciation and thanks as I can for them. Because they don't have to be spending that money with me, especially right now. Like <clears throat> everything the way it is, like you guys should be buying food or whatever, and you're here showing me support. You're showing me love. You're here sending me support to help take care of my kids and my family. <clears throat> and I've got nothing but love for anybody that signs up for my shit. And, and that's easily the most wholesome thing I think I could ever conceive of to come from OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Right? But, but it's true. Like, that's real. That's a real fucking experience of what something like that can do for a person. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not greedy. Like, I, I try not to gouge people. Like, I had to send out a, uh, a pay-per-view message the other day, and I hated it. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Um, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> Do what? I'm that guy. Are you? Yeah, that's my that's my marketing. You know, well, it's mine is business models. Mine is free. My OnlyFans is free. I made it free. Yeah, well, that, but see, that's different though. And then you're not get, you're not getting that initial initial money. I uh, and then I don't have a lot on, on there that's X rated though on my, you know, that's, because it's free. Because it's free. Yeah. But you can you can buy X-rated though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, so so mine's mine's five dollars. And I want to keep mine small. You know, I don't want to get too many. Too, I don't want it too big. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, my mine mine mine's five dollars, and for the most part, like, I might post like a news here and there. But if it's like if it's like a video or anything like that. It's either custom and somebody paid for it, or 
I put it up in like a campaign. Instead of doing like pay-per-view messages, I'll set up like a campaign and say, hey look, this is the minimum, this is the maximum you can pay, this is what I'm trying to get overall. If you contribute, I'll send this to you. Mm. If you don't, then cool. Yeah. Because, you know, because I don't want to be, I have, you know, 300 or something people, I don't want to be DMing 300 or something people, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. Right. Like, you can look at it, you can see it, you can make that choice for yourself. I look at it like being in a store, I don't want the fucking clerk following me around saying, hey, if you need help, hey, if you need help, like, yeah. I need help, I'll Right, people, people these days don't want to be sold to, they want to, they'll, they'll tell you when you want to buy something, when they want to buy something. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, sometimes they may not know they want to buy it until they see it in front of them. Right, exactly. I, I put it there, and if they want to buy it, they can, and if not, that's cool too. Like, I'm not here to make you buy anything. <clears throat> that's interesting. And that's been, that's been, you know, you and I talked about, um, as a straight man, the shit I've run into where... <laughs> There's been people that are like, you're too straight to be here. Like, you're just trying to take advantage of the homosexual community. And, <laughs> you know, you're the scourge of the earth. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, it's, it's kind of funny to me because in, 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 in my mind, I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not taking anything from you. Like, right. That's not, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not extorting I'm, anybody. Yeah. They don't have to give you anything. I, I write straight on all my stuff. I, on my Twitter and my, and my fucking OnlyFans, it says I'm straight. Yeah. People don't read. I get dick pics all the time. But <laughs> they, don't, they wouldn't care anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you right no. now. They wouldn't. No. Uh, you know what I mean? But like, uh, I'm like, dude, the way I look at it, like, growing up, we all had a crush, right? Uh-huh. And a lot of us didn't get to experience being with that crush in any way, shape, or form. You know, especially, like, imagine being, like, a teenager, and you've got your crush, guy, girl, whatever, it doesn't matter. But as a teenager, with all those hormones, all you want to do is see that person naked. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you say, you want to see that person naked. Right. Or you want to see them in a very intimate setting that you wouldn't normally get to see. And, uh, you know, as... Is gay men, for the most part, a lot of them have fantasies about a straight male. Sure. You know, and <clears throat> a lot of straight males are like, I can't do that, that's gay. Um, <laughs> well, right. You know, and I, I just look at it like, if I can be the fantasy for somebody, if I can be what nobody else was for me, like, what what's wrong with that? Like, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not misleading anybody. You see what it is when you look at that and if you ask me or you approach me in some kind of sexual way I'll tell you hey that's not what I'm here for you can respect it or not that's fine but like I'm not misleading you right like, yeah if you send me a DM I'm not going to be like oh let me suck that dick that's not how this works <laughs> no 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 right I get asked all the time like do you, do you ever do this for money like no so so you don't you don't suck dick for money no so when you fuck with no, I'm not like yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm straight. When I say I'm straight, like I'm straight. What about for what about for ten million dollars? <laughs> no, not even Caitlyn Jenner, bro. <laughs> what about a hundred million dollars? <laughs> what are you fucking Doctor Evil? Calm down. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> a hundred 
A hundred billion dollars. I think, I think realistically everyone would have their price. But yeah, nobody, that's that's so few and far between. What, that is, is, what is your price? Oh, God. We'll find out on OnlyFans. Should be, should be a quote. That's, <laughs> that's right. No, but I mean, you know, in, in, like I said, 99.5% of the people are cool. Um, I've actually met like a couple of good friends through it all, so like that's been fun. Really? Yeah, like there, there's a dude I talk to on Twitter every day, and uh, like he's a real chill. Like talking to him is one of my like the highlights of my day because we're real good friends now. So no kidding. Like, yeah, so like talking to him every day is a lot of fun for me. And he, uh, and that was because of that kind of content. Yeah, I mean, you know, he started off with like, "Hey, like you're sexy, etc." And I was like, "Hey, I'm straight." And like, oh, that's cool. And then it just kind of like it was like memes and like jokes. And then, you know, like, eventually it morphed into, like, this is the life I've lived, this is the life I've lived. We have similar parts, like, we're actually not that different. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, we, we just joke back and forth all the time now. And, uh, you know, if he's having a shitty day, like, I try to cheer him up, or I'm having a shitty day, he tries to cheer me up. And it's just, like, a real genuine, like, friendship that came out of, you know, just an opportunity that wouldn't be there if I hadn't you know, been out there like that, so... That's wild. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. You know, it, it's cool, like I said, I, I enjoy meeting everyone that wants to message me. Um, I don't want your dick in my uh, smelly manhole. <laughs> but if you want to send me a message, like, I'll, I'll respond. Um, you know, be, be respectful. <laughs> That's all I can ask. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, men are pigs, right? Like, it's, I think it's probably kind of interesting to get the insight that you're getting because it's like, Not uh, all men are pigs. Well, not, but no, but by and large, right? Like, when you it's hear about, about how these, you approach the sub, approach it. Well, obviously, but when you hear about, you know, you hear girls talking about how, like, why are these guys, like, they can't take a hint. They're just sending me dick pics and they know I'm not interested yeah. in this and that. And it's like, well, now you, like, now you actually can see that because yeah. you're putting yourself in a position to be objectified in the same way that women may or may not, like, actually, you know, like, be, yeah. Yeah. be opening themselves up to that. And so yeah. now you're kind of seeing, it's like, oh, look, men are pigs too. Like, I get it now, totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've received some pictures on Instagram that if I was a like a 17, 18, 19, 20 year old girl mm -hmm. and I received these pictures of this man, I remember the man on the beach. Yes. You know, just, yes. hey, bam, 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 here's five pictures. <laughs> you know, here's me on the beach, my buttholes. You know, just <laughs> very flexible man. Yeah. I don't know what nationality he was. Right. He looked Latin. <laughs> you know, just like, just hit me with these pictures. Yeah. If I had been like, a what's young up? Here's my female, hole. I could see where that could be traumatic. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Well, well, I mean, okay. Just to share experience. Um, the, the, the one that I blocked. Right. He was, he was from Kuwait. Um, like I said, he called me sweetie. Was he a shake? Was he what? Was he a shake? I, I, I don't think so. But he did <laughs> offer to fly me out and house me in a hotel. Ooh. So that he could, so he could make sweet loving to me. This is how human trafficking uh, begins. Ooh, <laughs> And, uh, and then, 
and then I was like, nah, man, I'm straight, like, that's cute, but I'm good. Um, and he followed it up with, I need your, what do you say, I need your opinion on these pictures. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to see these pictures. I know yeah. they're going to be. Right. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Here they are anyway. Abort mission. <laughs> you know, the, the good thing about OnlyFans, though, is I'll send you some shit and it'll be blurred out. So yeah. he sent him and he was like, he's like, I'm trying to impress my friend's dad. Like, I want to have him for great fuck sex. Whoa! Uh, uh. And I was like, look, Borat, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, did you click on him? Did you un- this conversation. Did you unblurry them and look at them? No, I didn't click on them. I would have, I'm you know, not, if he's going to... If he's going to send them, I just, you know, out of curiosity, what are we working with here? Give him some constructive feedback. No feedback. It wasn't like I was going to see him and be like, ah, they're nice. Well, (laughs) you know, just at least click on one so you kind of know where it's going. No, no, because I knew where it was going before he sent them. Right. I I don't need to see your dick. Like, I'm good. Um... Have my own, and uh, yeah. anyway, like, play football. Going, I just stopped. I just stopped talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, what's wrong, sweetie?" And I was like, "For one, you keep fucking calling me sweetie." I said, "I don't know how y'all do it over there." I said, "But like, that's not me. I'm I'm not that guy." Yeah. And so, so, so he stopped messaging me, and the whole reason he messaged me again was because I sent out that fucking pay per view message, and he was like, "What's this?" And I was like, "It's in the fucking title, bro. Just read it." Like, don't be lazy. Just read the fucking title. And if you want to buy the message, cool. If you don't, don't buy it. Um, and uh, he was like, I missed you, sweetie. And I was like, that's it. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I was going to go block him. And then, you know, I mean, he was like, I watched the video. He's like, it's too bad you have a small dick. Oh. I said, that's, I, I said, that's cute. Like, that was a strong little shit. Bye. <laughs> yeah. No, no Kuwaiti pun intended, but I was like, I'm out. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, he can have his fucking $5 back. Like, I'm good. <clears throat> so, wow. Outside of that, I haven't had any real bad experiences. He I was had. trying to punk you, basically. Yeah, you know. I mean, people think... Like, yeah. He was just like, we can still be friends. Like, we were never friends. Together. Right. Like, no, bitch. This, like, the, we're, not, we're not cool like that. There's definitely something with people who are... Who, who Where English is their second language, and particularly where the language is nothing like ours. So you're talking like Middle Eastern or Eastern languages um, where like the terms of endearment just don't translate, right? And they're always calling you like, you know, and I think it's just like a normal, like maybe in their language, it's a lot more normal. Um, You know, like I know in, uh, I guess it's in Arabic where they call each other like Habibi or whatever, which is buddy or friend or something like that or whatever. And I think it where they just like say that to all the people. So I think that to call someone a term of endearment is a lot more common, but it's just creepy when you do it in English. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. You're like, first of all, oh yeah, baby. Between you and me, it would be far more likely to have a common, a, a positive reaction from someone like me than you, and it doesn't even sit well with with most people, especially me. So it's just like, it, like it's it's uh, it, it just it, it hits funny on the ear bone if you're an English speaker and. I don't want to hold it against them, but it's just so damn annoying. And it's like, and then they pull some shit like, oh, well, we can be friends. You're like, in in what way would we ever be friends? Like, we're not going to hang out. Are we going to talk football? Like, what? 
Are we gonna barbecue? Like, 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 what, what, like, 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 translate it to, to, to now, right? If I was like, hey, Mike, what's up? You're like, hey, bro, what's up? And I'd be like, hey, man, you got a small dick. You wanna hang out? <laughs> I'd be like, first of all, we're, yeah, listen, bold strategy, cotton. Let's see if it plays out. Um, I'd be like, I don't, I have questions now. Um, <laughs> that would probably lure Mike in pretty good, actually. Don't you think? Oh, I'm a sucker for abuse, yeah. <laughs> Insult me more. That's the way to make me like you. Um, I'm, all, I'm all about that bear touchline. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's super it, funny. It, 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 like, it's funny now, but in the moment, like, I was like, this is so fucking annoying. It, I think it's annoying no matter what. But, um, yeah. But like, okay, so I, so you, you mentioned that like, <clears throat> you've had sort of a love hate relationship with your body. Um, yeah. and like you're a bigger, a bigger guy. And I think in a lot of, you know, it's it, in, in society, right? Like there's a lot of, you know, body shaming for people who don't conform to a certain body type. Right. And you're of which I'm sure you're very aware. So like, what was it like for you to sort of through this process or, or, if you've had it before, see what maybe what you had seen as something that might have been a weakness is actually like a strength that people really, really respond well to. You know what I mean? It's something that's actually like social and actual currency. Right. I mean, like it, it's <clears throat> on one hand, like it, it's mind blowing, and uh, I mean it, it's 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 reassuring in a lot of ways because. You know, if it's something that like I'm disliked about myself and somebody else likes it, like obviously we're like, well maybe it's not that bad. Um but the flip side of it is I'm straight and all people that like this are dudes. Yeah. So, you know, it it doesn't give you the the jolt that you would get if like all these chicks are like, Oh my god, you're sexy you know, and I'm I'm married so I'm good. But, you know, it's just the fact that like <clears throat> In society, like everybody wants to be wanted. Nobody wants to be like, you know, that fucking dude from 300 that stabs them in the back. Like nobody wants to be that guy. Right. You know, nobody, nobody wants to be FEL, FEL dude. Nobody wants to be that guy. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, even he didn't want to be that guy at the end of the movie. Right. But if you haven't seen 300, you're lying. Um, <laughs> I've seen 300. But you know, like it's it, it's cool in a lot of ways, but it it, it doesn't like give me any kind of big head like if anything like I'm more comfortable with who I am but I'm not going to stop striving for where I ultimately would like to be with my body just sure. because you know people like it where it is now yeah <clears throat> you know so <clears throat> like it, it's, it's, it's been positive I, it's not like a negative experience especially eye opening um So wait, who, what do you mean at the at the house? Like who who, like who all knows about this of the people that's close to you, and what's their response been? Literally, literally like the only people close to me, close to me that know is my wife. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, like you know, and we're we're friends. Um, and maybe like two or three other friends I had like know about it. Uh huh. But they weren't like close friends. Like, like my best friends don't know because I'm not trying to tell them that. Yeah, I hear you. Um, you know, like so I keep it off of 
I keep it off of Instagram for the most part, and I definitely keep it off of Facebook. Facebook's still my mom's with the pictures of my kids. Right. And right. I mean, the pastor, she doesn't need to see links to my fucking ass on the internet. So, um, <clears throat> you know, but I'd say not a lot of people, but it's not really theirs to know. You know what I mean? Right. It's not. Like, so, I know what you mean, and this is, you know, a, a much more PG-13 version of it, but I still think it's weird that, uh, so we were we were lifted last night, we did uh, chest accessories, and the picture that I let off with, or the video that I let off with, was me shirtless doing overhead presses, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, yeah, a little bit of that was, like, clickbait and stuff like that, but, like, my mom liked it, and I'm like, this is not for you, <laughs> like... I, I would prefer if you hadn't seen this, right? Like, no, it's not sexual in any way, not explicitly anyway. Like, you can do whatever you want with your mind, but, like, that was not the purpose of this post. But, like, yeah. I still don't want my mom seeing me lift shirtless. That's not yeah. – that's weird to me, you know? So, um, yeah, so, like, the whole idea of, of, of commingling those things is, is – I, I understand that completely. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't <clears> – <throat> You know, I don't, I don't say that I, I care, you know, what, what they think, like, one way or the other. Um, but why cause drama when you don't need to? Exactly. And, you know, like, with my wife, it was like, um, I, was, I was keeping it, like, hush-hush. Like, I wasn't really telling her. And uh, one day, she came home, and she was, like, freaking out about the bills. And I told her, <coughs> I said, yeah, my only fans didn't really do anything I've got. You know, six fans. I haven't even gotten paid yet. Blah blah blah. Um, and she was like, "Oh, like she thought it was a joke." And she was tripping out about the bills. And I said, "Look, like, here's the deal." Because originally she didn't want me showing like any nudity, like nothing. She just wanted me like doing like shirtless pictures and stuff that you can do on Instagram. No PP. No, no, no wee wee, sir. <laughs> no wee wee. No wee wee. <laughs> and uh, so. That was the original plan, and uh, you know I, I stuck with that for like two days. And I, <laughs> I realized that there was, you know, more that needed to be. There was a need for wee wee. Right. Yeah. You got to give the people what they but want. They are gonna pay extra for this. So I mean, even if it's a small dick like mine, they'll pay for it. So you know, you gotta put it out there. Um, and so like, she, she was tripping about it. I said, look, I said, here's the deal. I don't have six fans. At the time, I was like, I have. 256 fans. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I said, yeah. And like, I showed her, you know, the statement. And she was like, this this is real? And I said, yeah. I was like, apparently people like my fat ass more than you do. Like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was a joke. And like, you know, once she got over like the initial shock, like she was cool with it. Um, because again, like I'm, I'm straight and I'm good, and it's, you know, 99% homosexual men that are looking at it, so it doesn't, doesn't face me. I'm not going to run off and, and suck some dick, so she didn't really have to worry about anything, and it's better for me, because now she knows. That's and great that you're at 99%. I'm at 100. <laughs> I, they're, they're, it's fuzzy. There's, I think, three girls that follow me. But there definitely ain't three girls that follow me. They might be catfish. How, how feminine they are. <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's like a gray area. Right. No, it's... I mean... Okay. I don't care who follows me. Whoever wants to follow me, follow me. Um, 
I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, like, telling her was, like, a big weight off my back. Like, I'm not hiding anything. You know, she she, she, she legit, she took, uh, <laughs> I sold two pairs of underwear and a pair of socks last night, and she's the one that took them to the mailbox and got them sent off this morning. So. No way. Yeah. Look at that. I, I, I packed up some up, and she took them to the, to the UPS, or the, the, the post office. Was was that weird for you the first time you did that? Yeah, it was, you know they're they're like is there anything hazardous? And I'm like, oh. I mean, you know, there's stank booty in there, but you know, <laughs> that's kind of the point I think. That pays for, for a good dinner though. <laughs> you know whatever you're into, bro. Whatever you're into. Well, just out of my morbid curiosity, so like or not morbid, you know. Uh, so, like, what what would be, like, the going rate for an article of clothing like that? Alright, so, underwear. Underwear go for 40 Okay. Is this a set price that you put, or is it... Yeah, yeah, this is a set price. Okay. I've had, I've had, I've had higher offers. Like, I started with, like, people... I used to let people set their own price. Like, what do you, what do you think it's worth? Yeah. And if it was worth it to me, do it. And if it wasn't, then I would. Um, so, it came up to, like... Everyone's kind of settled on forty dollars for underwear, like a set. Like it's it's a good price. That's what people want to pay. Sure. Um, I do thirty dollars for like a sweaty wife beater from the gym. Okay. And then uh, socks are like twenty to twenty five, depending on how much I like the socks. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> wow. And so that, that's where that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Nice. Do you? Um... Send anything that you ejaculate on to people. No. Well, I mean, they they want it in the in the underwear typically. Right. Do you do uh, that? I mean, yeah. Is that a premium <laughs> add-on? No, it's, it's you know it's free. That's, that's, that's part of it. That's part of the forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Got it. You get, you get the free. There's no bonus multiplier. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I did have a guy reach out to me today, or it may have been yesterday, and he was like, man, so I had a friend that was doing this. Lost my shit there. I had a friend that was doing this, and uh, he was trying to get through the winter. I don't know why it was winter time, but uh, he was trying to get through the winter, and he would jack off into, like, vials and sell them to people for 10 bucks. You should do that. Uh-uh. Get enough of them. He's like, if you get enough of it, you can use it as lube to masturbate. I was like, no. Mm. No, no, that's, that's a bit That is how you spread diseases. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, the, the oof. That, that's exactly, like, my thought. I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah. You can, miss me, you can miss me with that. That's also, isn't, I don't know if you can send biological material like that. Legally, it's probably illegal. I don't know, yeah. I'm not really. I, I can't say I've ever researched it, but I doubt it's illegal because there's that fucking company that checks you for prostate cancer and you got shit in a bag and mail it. Oof. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I, they I probably have true. some sort of permit, though. You know, yeah. like what a permit? I I don't know. They probably if it's a company, they got a legal team, right? They probably, which I'm assuming you don't have. Um, so I I would they probably get dude off the ass. I'd imagine. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And there's a lot of, you know, there's there's a 
extra risk of complication. But what is yeah. your nutrition like today? And what was it like growing up when you were having a lot of um, Shifting. body image problems? Man, like, like growing up, like I was just I was bigger. Why? Know, and it wasn't so much like I didn't look at myself as like fat, but I wasn't like what the chicks were looking at. You know, and a lot of that comes with just being a lineman in high school. Like chicks aren't like lining up to, you know, hang out with the fucking lineman. If you're the running back or the linebacker or the fucking quarterback, like sure. Um, small town USA, you know. Everybody knows everybody. So, um, I, I ate like a normal fucking Texas kid, man. I, you know, I had barbecue and I had steaks and I had burgers and I had meatloaf and chicken spaghetti and spaghetti and sloppy joes and mm. corn on the cob and mac and cheese and, you know, just normal shit. Yeah. Um, you know, not all in one city. Yeah. <laughs> but... <clears throat> You know, like my mom would make the same shit like pretty much every week. She just switched the days. Um, and then, you know, I got to college, and it was like, now I don't have to eat fucking meatloaf. I can eat whatever I want. And you know, that was McDonald's. I was so excited. Yeah. The most thing I was excited about, like going to like away to college, was going to be getting one of these meal cards. Being able to go eat an all-you-can-eat buffet four or five times a day, you know, I was like, you're trying to eat. I was like, I'm gonna be a fucking pro bodybuilder, and I know I could have become one if I had, because that's what it's all about—putting on muscle, right? Large amounts of lean muscle. Yeah. It's about diet. It is. And if your diet, if you're overeating or you're not eating very cleanly. You know, you're going to put on a lot more body fat, usually. Right. Um, yeah. So, what, how, like, when I was a kid, my diet was very... I was under eating and then also eating very bad, just garbage, when I would eat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have, like... I mean, because... So, growing up where I did, like, we had one fast food restaurant. It was a dairy queen. Like, there wasn't... Mm fast food around so like if I had fast food it was like out of town well your mom cooked good right yeah my mom would cook okay um, that's what it's all so about you you would think that but I'm not real big on home cooking like to be honest now um I, I you know what I mean like people people love Cracker Barrel and like I, I won't love Cracker Barrel I don't I don't want fucking chicken and dumplings like I'm, I'm all about Ooh. it when I eat I that shit my when I would go visit my grandma and grandfather in East Texas I would I got fat over the summer visiting because she would cook like two solid meals a day country cooking um, but like the chicken tenders they were the yummiest chicken tenders that I've ever had in my entire life. She was just such, she's just really good at cooking, okay? And she cooked a lot. So you would just eat a lot, you yeah. know? And that's how you get big right there. Absolutely. You had some intense weight training in with that. Yep. You that's got the, and, and 10 hours of sleep. That's it. Nothing, ah, nothing That's how to become Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, 
then, then a little bit of luck. A little bit, little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. luck. So do, you, do y'all have Piccadilly out where you're at? Oof. No. You never heard of that? Okay, I know they have it in Louisiana. My buddy from Shreveport was like, mm, yeah, I don't do it. I will fuck up some Piccadilly. It's basically like a, kind of like a meet and three kind of place. Okay. You know, um, but it's like, it's, um, so it's like, it's like home cooking, country cooking, but it's cafeteria style. So they're like dead up. Like you get a tray. There's like lunch ladies back there. You're like, I want this, this, and this. I want pecan pie when it's done. You get all that. And the whole thing is like 10 bucks. Nice. And I, Ooh, it, I mean, man, I, when I first moved here, I was eating a lot of that. And, uh, but that was like. Basically, all I was eating, that wasn't really lifting, so I just kind of got a little bit fat, but um, man, yeah, I love that. It's interesting to hear that you don't really like that kind of food that much. So what's your, like, what's your favorite kind of food then? Like, what do you, what would be your go-to? Like, if I had to pick one thing to eat every day for the rest of my life, easily, hands down, I'm picking burgers. Burgers? Okay. I love burgers, too. No, no American would say burgers, that. Burgers or barbecue? I, I, I kind of barbecue. You know, I can't eat barbecue. I couldn't eat it every day because it would just fuck me up too much. Yeah. But I love to eat a massive amount of barbecue, you know, and a little bit of everything. Or actually a lot of everything. Yeah. You know. Now, now here, like where I grew up, um, there's a restaurant that was probably, it was in between Austin and like my hometown kind of like off like the beaten path it's, it's pretty famous now but uh, it's called the salt lick okay and the salt lick's the best barbecue i've ever had um it was started by a korean like a korean lady back in like the late 50s okay uh, but anyways you go there and you order family style okay it's it's 25 bucks which seems nuts at the time but they'll bring you endless plates of ribs, brisket, sausage, potato mm. salad, beans, mm. bread, and uh, worth it. I, I yeah, want that right now. <laughs> and uh, I, I, anytime I go home, I try to go there and eat because it's fucking amazing. That's post workout meal. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah, good. It, it's the best. But yeah, burger burgers are my go-to, and it's because you can do so many different. You can have so many different burgers. Like I don't want to pick a specific burger, but like if I had to have Burger King one day and Wendy's the next day, Five Guys the next day, yeah, McDonald's the next day, like I could do that. I could too. I could too. I probably I probably could. Um, Not to change the subject too much, but earlier we were talking about. You know, things affecting us and stuff like that. Yep. I was thinking, it's crazy how things from when we were a young age, how our body reacts to them and gives us certain mechanisms to cope with them. Like, that's why people get multiple personality disorder or OCD or anxiety or you know, anger because they're trying to cope with a a situation usually that, yeah. that went on at a certain age. And it's it's just it's crazy how 
these things that we don't even know that they could be significant, how much they could affect us. Much more than we realize. Agreed. You know, and everyone has, you know, there could be a, a variety of things, but the way it affects us is very important to address. Yeah. You know, no matter what caused it. Yeah. So what are you referring to specifically right now? Like what 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 brought that back up? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I was just, I did, I just wanted to say it before we got too far away from it. Yeah, I hear you. That's, that's fair. That's very very valid. It, yeah, especially in those times of development, it's like you don't. You don't, yeah, like you said, you don't realize how things affect you from a very young age. And I think that's a lot of the stuff that when people do go to therapy, um, it really helps them to figure that stuff out. And I, I don't go to therapy. I, I would love to at some point because I think everyone wants to know why they feel the way they feel and how they react the way they react and why certain things really piss them off and they have all the patience in the world for other stuff, right? Well, I like think... why they are, you know why they're drawn to certain things in their life and they want to shut other things away. That's why you kind of talk your mind out with somebody. Yeah. Kind of vent to them. That's true. With And they have no bias because, you know, certain things you shouldn't tell to some people. You know, they can't well, handle, certain people can't handle things you tell them. Right. You know, and if you put that energy on them, so to speak, it's just too much for them. Be a lot of pressure. Right. So that's kind of where a therapist comes in. It's a very... It's, They're trained to do that. Exactly. Yeah. They and know I, how to ask the questions. And I go to a therapist and it's great. Yeah. I have a great therapist. I'm very lucky. and um, But I think everybody should go to one. Yeah. I'd love to. You know, whether there's something going on or not. Right, it doesn't matter. It's just it's about learning yourself, right? It, yeah, it, yeah. It's like all the uh, warm up exercises before you lift. Mm -hmm. You know, you you kind of if you're not mentally strong, you're not going to get physically strong. That's right. So, yeah, like um, <clears throat> you know, I haven't seen a, a therapist, but like I think <clears throat> I I got a grasp on a. Uh, my anger from what it was to what it became. Um, <clears throat> I think it started as like a defense mechanism for not knowing how to deal with the feelings of like inadequacy or yeah. just not met. I think that's what it started as. And as I got older, <clears throat> um, you know, and actually I learned this from a TV show. Uh, a guy was going to therapy and she brought it up to him. And uh, I saw it, I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, I think, it's amazing what TV can teach us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but it was it was like uh, like being you you can become addicted to anger because anger is kind of like a drug in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, you you get angry and all those endorphins kick in and you get you get a high from it. And I think like in a lot of ways like that's what it had like has and has become for me or had and has become for me. It's sort of like a like a like a faux drug. Like I can flip the switch and get mad. That makes sense. And then I'll feel good because I'm riding that high of you know emotional fucking just craziness. Yeah. 
and then I come down from it. And then it's it's like I don't I don't think I go out and seek it out, but it's just kind of like one of those things that you do subconsciously, and it just makes you feel good even though you're angry. Yeah. No, I and I I think that that explain. I think that's a really really insightful point, and um, I I've seen that in what I would assume is applied to a, a number of people. Like if you ever see somebody and they're in like a bad relationship where they always tend to make lives their lives harder for themselves. Uh, they always have to have some kind of enemy, right? They've always, I call it like you always have to have a dragon to slay, right? Like you always have to have a bone to pick with somebody. And you're like, to me, I'm like, that just seems exhausting as shit. Like, why don't you just leave that guy? Or why don't, why are you getting worked up about this dumb shit? Mike, and I would think you say that I am what, how, which way would you describe that I am? I don't think you're like that. Okay. I don't think you are at all. Um, I know other people who definitely are. And I know people who do that just in, like my old roommate. Um, would unnecessarily complicate his life all the fucking time. And I'm like, dude, you are exhausting. Like, I don't know. Like he did so, like he made plenty of money. Um, but he would always buy all this shit. And like, you know, like he, he, he bought and sold a bunch of guns. And so he'd deal with a bunch of other people that were like, not necessarily the best characters or who would make, make things complicated and would like, you know, be pissed off at his girlfriend for dumb reasons. Like, oh, she doesn't have enough ambition. It's just like, the, like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, because her career is not good. Enough, like, you're gonna end your relationship with her. I don't. So, and just people like, I, and I'm sure everybody kind of knows someone like that. Where it's like, why do you always make shit so hard? And I think it's because they get addicted to this. Like, I have to beat this right, or like I have to be angry at something because that's the only that's the only way I know how to be me or that's the only, like that's where I'm most comfortable is being mad at something. And I just like, Ooh, it's that, like I said, that's exhausting to me, but I think that's where some people are just most comfortable. It's exhausting for me as well. Yeah. And once you realize that you don't have to live with that exhaustion. Yeah. And that causes that anxiety. Yeah. You got to, if you can shed all that. Yeah. What's what I'm saying. It's like, isn't it just easier to just let it go, man? (laughs) Like, and some people just don't want to, and I don't. I don't understand. You have that. to train yourself. Yeah. Like for for me now, um, <clears throat> my ch- channeling in the bench, for example. Um, a lot of people say, "Hey, how do you get motivated to do these big lifts or whatever?" And I say, <clears throat> "It's easy for me when I when I pick that bar up. That bar is not that bar anymore. That bar is every person that ever fucking doubted me." Mm. Every person that ever laughed at me, every person that ever tried to keep me down, every person that ever said I wasn't good enough, or every person that just threw shade at me, even remotely, like that—that's who that—that's who that bar is now. Right. So I can either let them hold me down, or I can get them the fuck off. Me. Yeah. So my mentality is, I'm not gonna let them hold me down. If it's coming down, it's going the fuck up because I'm not gonna let anybody hold me down. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, I, That's a good I, mentality. I talk, about, I talk about haters a lot um, on my Instagram posts. And I, I do I do have haters. I have people that mock me and make fun of me. But a lot of times, what people don't realize is one of my, my biggest haters is myself. I hate on myself all the time. Yeah. If I lift and it's not good enough, like I'm pissed off at me for not being good enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm one of my own biggest haters. And that means I'm also one of my own biggest motivations. Right. 
I can't give that to people, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but you should be able to be happy with whatever you accomplish as long as you're doing your best. Yeah. But for me, I'm always going to find a flaw in whatever I'm doing, and I want to be better. That's, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think so that's a common theme. I, I, I include myself in that. I'm my biggest hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a common theme in a lot of people that are power lifters or people that want to excel in things. Yeah. You know, people that either that need to have a goal. You know, they function better with a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different ways to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I think... Just, I, I, just, I just want somebody to tell me, no, like, you're not going to do that. Then watch me. That's you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, I, I, you, you sound like that's something that probably happened to you a good amount in your formative years, and I think yeah. that definitely happened to me a lot um, in my formative years. Like I, I was the exact like physically, I was the exact opposite of you. So you know, you said you were pretty much five eight by the time that you were in whatever middle school, high school. You were already like fairly big. Like I was way behind the curve. And so, like, usually I would get cut from stuff, um, usually, like, tr- like traveling teams, like soccer teams and stuff like that, because I was, like, I was, like, underdeveloped, you know? I, I was probably better off playing with people that were, like, my younger brother's age, you know what I mean? Because yeah. developmentally, like, I could have been 14, but I, I, I was more like a 12-year-old, you know what I mean? And that so, added yeah. to Mike's chip. Yeah. Oh, and at, well, right. No, but that's absolutely so. Like the whole like Napoleon's complex and like don't tell me what I can't do. Like that's absolutely like a, a common source of of uh, like that's a that's a, a constant raging fire that you know burns Definitely. within you. That I think is really helpful. That you know it separates people. First of all, it separates people from getting into the sport versus not being in the sport at all. Because it takes a very it takes a certain kind of person to de- to make this lifestyle this sport their lifestyle right um and th- also to to want to push themselves to succeed to get to a 500 pound bench or to get to a you know whatever your next goal is um yeah. you know breaking your own records or state records or national records or whatever it is right like because you you constantly you have that refrain in your head and maybe you're not hearing it all the time and those sorts of things aren't echoing as vividly but like you know that feeling and it's just manifesting in a different way even when you're in your fucking 30s versus when it happened to you in your you know in your formative yeah. preteen years so i think it's also important though to <clears throat> listen to your body right it's man yeah. right it's managing both right it's not being stupid because you know your own physical limitations but it's also knowing when you can push once you into get over, to a certain you can redline point, it a little bit right? right you really have to start being conservative on right you know you well, wanna... like like if somebody says hey you know Shane you're never going to bench you know 600 pounds i'm not going to be like i'll show you and go in there and throw 600 on <laughs> right get buried you know what I mean? but it, but it's like okay like you say that now. Come see me in a year. Come see me in two years. See right. what's up. Like, you know, it's it's not like I'm not stepping in the ring with fucking Francis and Gano saying, "Hey, let's fight." I'm saying, "Hey, you think I can't fight now? Give me some time, and we'll go after it." Like, right? I'll give him my best shot. You know, you can please don't that. ever fight Francis and Gano. <laughs> I, I think I think I think that's a poor decision. I uh, I will never want to do that. Mike 
will probably stand the biggest chance because he's such a good natural athlete. I don't even know who he is. Uh, he's it's a MMA. very large Cameroonian assassin. Yeah. In the, uh, in the UFC. Yeah. My reach is, I mean, yeah, my reach isn't very he good. Would, he would fuck you up. Yeah. It would, it would <laughs> It's like saying, well, Mike would have the best chance against a fucking lion. It's like, <laughs> so I'd last five more seconds? That's not saying anything. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I would have to. I'm not going to challenge LeBron to a contest. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, man. These aren't, these aren't my strengths. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> We're changing the name of the show. Sleeping, Pugs Sleeping Podcast. I know. It's constant battle. Sleeping some... Pugs Podcast. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans in the future to ever start training your entire body? Um, man, honestly, so one of the main reasons I don't do squats, uh, aside from the fact that I don't like it, but even if I even if I didn't like it, I would try to do it. But right now, my range of motion in my shoulders doesn't allow me to grab the bar. <clears throat> I would like if I'm if I'm gonna do squats, it has to be with the safety bar, and I don't like doing squats with the safety bar. Yeah. So I've I've been working like a little bit on getting my uh, my range of motion better, my flexibility better. Yep. Um, if I can get that down, and if I can drop <clears throat> some of this just to where I can actually uh, <clears throat> get to where I have better form on deadlifts and get my back to a place where it doesn't fucking run into spasms all the time, then I would, I would definitely do my whole body. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's not something I don't want to do necessarily. It's just something I haven't done. And, like, just to be honest, like, the fear of failing at it has kind of kept it at bay. I understand sure, completely. I'll, 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 I'll keep doing what I'm good at. And yeah. I'll wait to do that. If I'm getting too old, I'm going to have to start doing it. Right. <clears throat> So, what is your nutrition like now to maintain your size? Right this moment, it's trash. But, um, like, I had Buffalo Wild Wings for dinner. Mm. But, uh, as a whole, like, what I'm shooting for is, um, I try to eat, like, 3,000 to 3,500 calories a day. So, that's what you're Um, shooting for, but what are you actually getting? So, you're getting Buffalo Wild Wings? What else yeah. are you eating? Uh, like like today I had like y'all don't I don't think y'all call them that but kolaches here in Texas are like what what do y'all when y'all think kolaches what do y'all think? Kolaches. I've heard of them but I I couldn't I couldn't imagine I couldn't put a picture okay. to the word. Think think of like a pig in the blanket, right? Okay. okay. But but bigger like the word the one I go to has Earl Campbell sized sausages inside of it. it sounds delicious. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I had three of those this morning. Okay, what else? Uh, I had a monster this morning and a chocolate milk. Okay. And then uh, lunch, it was boss's day, and we had to go out to lunch for the boss. And uh, we went to a Mexican food restaurant, and I had a chimichanga mm. with uh, rice and beans mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And then... We went out to Buffalo Wild Wings and I had fried pickles and a 15-piece wings, traditional. Always got to be traditional. Yeah, so that's that's what today looks 
consume 3,000 calories, 3,500 in clean food, like just eating chicken and broccoli or uh, eggs and uh, like ground turkey in the morning with cheese and coffee instead of a monster. Um, it sounds like you drank a lot of sugar. Not, not always. You drank a, like a, a regular monster with sugar, right? Yeah. And then like a regular Dr. Pepper? Yeah, but like when I'm, when I'm eating cleaners, I don't drink any sodas. Okay. So it shows down to just Better than me, yeah. I drink a lot of diets. I mean, I so. think a couple diets a day is probably okay. Oh, I fucking, I know. If I had it my way, I'd drink like 10 diet sodas a day. But the sugar, that's a lot, yeah. The sugar and sodas are, are just that's a, really a game changer. They are. It's like, you know, worth the whole donut, basically. Yeah. So you got to think it. sounded like it. the Brandon Lilly diet, what he was just saying. Brandon Lilly diet? Like when he was, I just remember seeing something when I was younger that was like, this is what... This hey, this guy's name is Brandon Lilly, and he's really big, and this is what he eats every day. And it's just like a bunch of like fried chicken, like like chicken tenders, and like a whole thing of chocolate milk a day. Hell and yeah! And like yeah, some like monster energy fucking drink. Like that. I know, I know, I know. And so like that's just kind of what that sounded like. Like a lot of protein, but also like a ton of calories just from all sources. But shit, if that doesn't work for for putting on size and for giving you strength, faux show. It has collateral damage too. It's just, it's just like C.T. Fletcher's fucking lunch. Thing. What's that? Where it was like, it was like, um, I think it was five Big Macs, three fries, two apple pies, and like a large strawberry. I've done it. Jesus. I have done it. I have never done that. I feel like he, dog shit after three. He would eat that every day at lunch. And it was just one of his five meals. Jesus, man. So he's probably, I mean, he's upwards of 10K then, probably. Yeah, like that's and that's why he had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was every day, you know, seven days a week. Unreal. Yeah. That's the thing, is like I admire the hell out of some of these like really big super heavyweights, but I'm also like, there's no way one, there's no way I could be that and I'm not gonna try. Uh and two, like even I was telling him today, so like I've lost I've lost weight by virtue of the fact that like I just am not eating as much fast food anymore, and that's not even on purpose. It's just like there, you know, if we get done lifting and it's midnight, you know, a lot of the fast food places because of COVID are closed, you know, so I'm not getting Waffle House, you know, once a week. I'm not getting fast food two to three times a week. Um, and that would, I mean, so that, you know, I was up to like 305. Uh, actually, I think when I first hit you up last year, because I remember asking you about shirt sizes and I was like, yeah, yeah 305. And you're like, yeah, I'm like 360 or 370. And this is my size. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll stay good with this one. But, um, you think for my hop? Ooh, I would. Um, I'll finish up here. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, but when I was like 305, I felt like, I, I mean, it, it was cool because I felt big as hell and I never really, you know, I never thought I'd ever be 300. But I also felt like a fucking blimp. You know, yeah. like the concept of being athletic, like if you had told me, because I used to play rugby, like I had to go to a rugby practice, I'd be like, there's no way I will, I will keel over and have a heart attack because my blood pressure is high. I feel enormous. I'm retaining a bunch of water. I feel strong, but I also feel just like enormous right now. But now, you know, I'm down under 290 and I feel fine. You know, I'm like, I'm ready for the fucking combine. Let's go. I'll run a 40. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's what I said, like, you know, trying to find um, the medium between where I am now and, like, you know, how people like to see me or whatever. Yeah. And where I, where I want to go. Like, I don't want to be, people are like, oh, you need to hit 400. And I'm like, no. Really? I don't, don't want to be 400. I have no desire to be 400,000. That, that's a lot. I, I, I want to be, like, honestly, like, 265, 270. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, like, my thing is, like, for me, like, like I said, I lost 120 pounds before. I went from 355 to 235 in, like, a year and a half. What did you do differently to do that? Man, that was back before I was lifting, like, a whole, whole lot. I was still a lifter now, but I wasn't lifting like a whole lot. I started lifting. I started doing cardio. And like basically all I ate was tuna. Like I ate a shitload of tuna. So you were on the and tuna diet. I love me some tuna. I did. I don't eat more. <laughs> I used to eat a lot of tuna as well. Well, right, yeah. And like, I don't anymore. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to say I love it, but, like, I'll open a can of tuna. It's a good, like, good, snack. like, good, like, the expensive, like, $2 a can tuna. And, um, but it's also got, like, 32 grams of protein, so that's pretty good value. Um, and, like, with olive oil, and I can just, like, and, and a little bit of salt. Mayonnaise. And I can, I mean, that's, but what I just said, that's all I need. And it's not like it's delicious. But I know I can put it back, and I know it's good macros. And I've just gotten so used to it that... There's some mustard in there. Yeah, all good. You know. Bro, I've I've eaten it with everything you can eat it with. I've eaten it straight out of the can. Some relish. I've eaten eaten it with mayonnaise and relish. I've eaten it with mustard. I've eaten it with barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, I think I've eaten it with barbecue sauce. Interesting. I have not done that. I used to yeah. always, I used to eat it with mustard as a kid, and the other kids would make fun of me. Well, you know what I mean? It is. Fuck them like, kids. I, I was eating like four cans of tuna a day. Woo! And like, I just, I wasn't, like, looking back now, I wasn't really eating it. Like, I thought, like, when I got to 235, I thought I was, like, good. And I look back at pictures of it now, and I'm like, bro, you were a little bitch. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all right. 235 is pretty big. Not for me, it's not. <laughs> but you're like you're five eight, right? Yeah. 235 at 5'8 is pretty big. Yeah. I, I, can, I can show you a picture. Of I'll hold it up to the camera, and I'll show you, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hold on. All right. Let's see. You and Mike look like y'all could definitely have been in the. Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> oh yeah, that picture. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so that was me at two thirty-five. I'm gonna wait till it comes up on the big screen. This dog. I think I'm gonna be fat today. Wow. And like, likewise, uh, being 265 is what I want. And I'll show you 265. Yeah, let's see that. It's a picture of me and my dad from like way back. So, uh, you just feel to see me. You look like you just got out of county there in that picture. Um, He's like, well. That's 265. Okay. 
Yeah, he looked big as hell. Does you think Gary wants anything? Uh, no. Okay. Maybe. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> I don't know where Gary went. Oh yeah, thanks. Gary, are you hungry? You want anything from IHOP? Okay. Okay. No. <clears throat> you want the spicy omelet, right? Spicy poblano omelet. That's right. That's it. Um, um, no, let's get this pancakes on there. <clears throat> oh, that comes with it. Yeah, okay. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw the guy that was. That's, I saw. I saw my Yeah, yeah, that's Gary. That's my partner. Um, he used to be my rugby coach. <laughs> it started as. Uh, my he started as my rugby coach. Yeah. So so where, where the porn started, the filth didn't end. What's that? I said where the porn started, the filth didn't end. It just it just kept going. Yeah. Basically. You know how not, I would have loved to have like a uh, a female. I'm gonna stop talking. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna you know, do. Yeah, coach or something. I don't know. Yeah. No habla espanol. Is that how you say it? No habla espanol, yeah. No speak English. Well, shit, man. It's uh, it's almost two our time, one your time. I don't want to keep you up too much, but it's been awesome talking. Like, uh, we definitely... We, we would we, love we, to have you back on. We packed in a lot of content. Um, I know when we had some of my friends come on uh, from California, we did some, like, football trivia, and that was a lot of fun. So if you ever pop on again, we can prepare something like that. It'll be cool. Yeah, bro, for sure. Make it into a drinking game. But it's been it's been great, man. I'm, I'm stoked to We can to talk about our love for the bench press. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the merits of leg drive. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask about that when you said didn't didn't didn't, uh, didn't work a lot of legs uh, or any legs actually, um, and you do bench press, and so I was kind of interested to hear your take on that. But we can save that for for another time as a, a topic of conversation. But um, thanks again for calling in, man. Like I'm I'm oh, stoked no, I, we got to I, do this. I, I appreciate y'all having me on. To be honest, it's been a lot of fun. This is actually the first podcast I've ever been on, so it's a lot of fun. Boom. First of many, I'm sure. Thank but you, you can say it all started here. Mr. Ball. When you get famous. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got 357. I'm waiting to hear about Look at that. Look at that. I thought it was wild when you told me today, though, uh, when you were like, um, uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, the, the BDE podcast with Mike and Sean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, some guy named Dale, apparently. Yep. Well, <laughs> these these circles are not are not super big, so, and I'm I'm in tune with a lot of them. So anyway, I'll stop talking. Thanks again, dude. No problem, man. Thank you guys. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, there you go. See. You. Oh, here it is. Very good. Very good. Yeah. It's awesome. I'll have to send him a link to this so that he can watch it if he. Gets bored slash has time. But I thought that was fruity. Mr. Ball. Mr. Ball. He's my favorite ball so far. Better than Monty. Better than Monty? Better than Lucille, even? 
Actually, I don't know about that. Lucille Ball might, might still be winning. She's a treasure. And Lonzo does pass some slick dimes, but there's a lot of competition. It's a big, it's a big name to there live are. up to. There's a lot of good balls. If you're a fan of balls. Aren't the, is Lonzo, is Lonzo? I, I don't even know which one is Lonzo which. is the one in the, the NBA. Who played for the Lakers and got yes, traded. to New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes. Is he good? Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's a point a, guard. He's a, he's a bona fide point, NBA point guard, okay. yes. His shooting form used to be dog shit. It still kind of is. Um, like, it was this weird thing. Uh, and people gave him all kinds of hell for it. He changed it. It's not bad. It wasn't ineffective beforehand. It just looked stupid. Um, but he is athletic. He's got good court vision. He makes his teammates better. That's what you want a point guard to do. And, and can what's play defense. the next brother? In, the, in order? Yeah. It's like fucking Kardashians. Uh, it is Leangelo. And he was kind of like the fat schlub that I'm pretty sure only got onto the UCLA team because he was a ball. She a failure. <laughs> well, he got kicked off the team because mm. he was stealing shit when they did a preseason tour to... I remember. To China. I remember. Yeah, he got in big trouble. He got he got this big big trouble in Little China, um, and so he got in trouble and he got kicked off. And I don't think anybody really wanted to touch him uh, after that. And I don't think he's really doing anything basketball related, as far as I know. Next, and then there's Lee Lamelo. Lamelo. Yeah, and he's the third and final one, to my knowledge, and he is. Going to be in this year's draft. Who does he play for now? Um, he skipped college. He didn't do the college thing. So his... He was... Uh, God, okay. I think he played a little bit in this, like, alternate... This alternative to the G League that his dad set up. Um, and then I don't know how that all, all panned out. They're talking about him as, the, like, the over, first overall pick. He could be. Apparently, he has among the highest ceiling of anybody in the draft... And partially because he's a very tall, like he's tall, right? He's like six seven, but he can play point guard, right? And so that's a very long frame for someone to play that position, especially if he's athletic. You know very what I mean? Michael Jordan is. Yeah, if Michael Jordan was a better ball handler and had better court vision and ball distribution, right? So it's closer, I would say, to like a LeBron James, but with more creativity, I guess. Although LeBron's still pretty creative. But um, a guy who's more of like a bona fide point guard and not like a, a four masquerading as a one. But, um, and uh, I mean, he can, I think he can shoot. He's been playing against pretty good competition for a few years. You know, he did the high school thing a little bit and then he opted out and did that, that thing. And then he went and played in Lithuania for a little bit, which was like a circus. And then he played in Australia, I believe, this past year. And then he got hurt. It sucks that they have to go on the circus to get to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I think especially because but I the guess byproduct it's just go through the fucking process like everyone else. Yeah, and I don't fully know why. I mean, I think it's I don't know if that was mainly because of his dad, you know, because his dad had a whole fucking thing to do with trying to, you know, he because he's the big baller brand, right? Yeah. Like he was trying to make shoes and disrupt that industry, and then he was trying to disrupt the G League and the whole college. System that his first son benefited from. He's he's not compromising. So some some yeah. I mean he's outspoken. So yeah. I don't know if he's like a bona fide asshole or if he just 
has to be because you you know you're not going to make waves and really disrupt something unless you're kind of an asshole. But um, yeah, but apparently his 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 kid Leangelo, sorry Lamelo, um, is it could be pretty damn good. So I'm really inter- interested to see who takes a flyer on him. Um, and How are the Hawks doing? Um, the Hawks did poorly this year, but that's fine because uh, it was a weird season anyway. Right. And, uh, I mean, basketball is one of those things where they have the lottery, right? So do you know how all that works? Yeah. Okay, so if you're not going to make the playoffs and you know you're not going to make the playoffs, what's that is the whole trust the process thing that the Sixers did, right? They're like, well, why the fuck even bother trying when we could just suck and ensure ourselves a high draft pick, right? Because if you're trying to use a cost-effective grassroots, if you will, strategy to build a successful franchise long-term, you're better off getting great young talent and develop them cheap, right? Uh, and so that you have these like foundational organizations. Kind of like the Clippers did. Uh, kind of. Like with Steph Curry and Clay. The Warriors. Yeah. Yes. The warrior, but the warriors warriors weren't well, and the warriors were perennial. uh, They were they were kind of lovable losers for a very long time, and they had some flashes in the pan um, where they actually did kind of well, like in the 07 we believe team. But uh, the but yeah, like some of that is just hitting very lucky, right? Like if you looked at when Steph Curry was drafted, there were um, the the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are probably one of the most hapless franchises in the NBA over the history of their existence, famously took not one but two guards. People who could play point guard. Ricky Rubio, who's a very good player. From Spain. From Spain, yep. Um, hard, I mean, really hard to make a, a great argument against picking him because he was a, a known quantity for so long um, and a sought-after piece. And then a guy named Johnny Flynn, and I'm trying to remember where he was from. I want to say it was Marquette. Uh and those were both two guards that were picked before Steph Curry. But what people didn't really know was like, I mean, it's college, right? So especially with a guy like Steph, who I guess is kind of like me, where he was a late bloomer. They you know what I mean? Davidson. He went to Davidson, right? Like he didn't receive many major offers, right? He's not like, he was definitely not the type of kid that could have gone straight from high school into the pros. Like a LeBron James, where you or like a Zion Williams, where you know, like this is a man that could dominate physically as well as with his his mental traits right now. Like Steph is never going to dominate physically because he just doesn't have he's not built for that. So that's one big knock against How him. How big is Zion? Six eight and uh, about two ninety. He'd be a really good defensive line. He would be right, and so the fact that he can jump out of the goddamn building is insane. And that's why it's like you need to see this guy. He get hurt in the NFL, probably though. He could. I mean, I don't know if he necessarily would any more than anybody else. I'm surprised he doesn't do himself more damage on the basketball court, right? Just with that kind of impact. Well, I mean, just the fact that you're that big and you're putting that much strength, that much impact on your joints, right? Well, I think if you're if you're proportionally large, like LeBron, for example, yeah, you're just you know Usain Bolt. Michael Phelps, he's all very large men. Yeah, but, yes, but that's not, but they're not putting all of that sustained stress on one part of their body with chronic impact with that much force and weight. You know what I mean? Because, like, swimming, 
swimming is different, right? Um, it's very low impact. Like, yes, you have the shoulder impingement stuff, but that's all easy to deal with and generally not chronic. And um, I forget the other example that you gave. Uh, oh, Usain Bolt, who's a sprinter who, I don't know, he's pretty light too, right? So he's tall and he's an athletic freak, but like he's not as big physically, you know what I mean? So um, with, yeah, with uh, Zion, I'm, I'm not sure. But he's, he's going to be a guy, I think I think what they see him as is like a guy, yeah, he, he's smart, but he's going to be like a Blake Griffin type that's bigger and uh, could already pretty much shoot by the time he started. Because Blake wasn't really known for shooting in the beginning. And he's had a very good long career yeah. based almost exclusively on his athleticism. Does he still play for the for Detroit? He does. So... Um, anyway, so, but, like, back to Steph, like, there was no telling that he was going to be as good as he ended up being, because when you don't have those obvious it's physical like with Russell Wilson, there's a lot yeah, of players Yeah, of course, these guys You never them. have a real idea. You never... You're great in college, but who knows how that translates right. against a bunch of grown men, like, uh, you know, Kyler Murray or whatever, right? Like, and, you know, the thing maybe... Kyler Murray maybe. looks like a little... Midget that has stolen something running around in the NFL games. Cause yeah, <laughs> and there was and there's no so goofy because he's because he's you know his legs. He's 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 visibly short. Yeah, on the field. Yeah, but the way he moves, it's just kind of almost. Well, and there's a reason why the Oakland A's drafted him number one overall yeah. because they thought that maybe because of all of that he wouldn't have a career that would translate in football, right? I think he definitely has proven that he can. Oh, of course, yeah, and especially because they did that prior to his senior season or whatever season that was, uh, where he ended up winning a Heisman and going, you know, far in the college football playoffs and all that stuff. And so um, they did that. I think understanding that like. Baseball is a short, like he can very much succeed in baseball. We don't he he doesn't know if he can succeed in football to the same degree yet. So, um, but anyway, sorry. Finally, back to to Steph Curry. Like they didn't know that he was going to revolutionize the game with spacing and shooting the way that he has, and nobody can really predict that. Did he revolutionize the game? Yeah. How many people now? First of all, teams are shooting so many three pointers. So many more, like, standard deviations more three-pointers now than they did before he started playing. And people like Damian Lillard and, um, well, like, it, it seems like you have to have at least one player on your team now that can shoot 30 feet of, easily. The skill of three-point shooting is is more sought after now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a more foundational part of a successful team. Right. Right? Um, and so... And, and he basically proved that, um, or he was like the first big use case for that, um, to show to show that you can, because that was the big thing about him, was people were saying, um, so 50-40-90 is a really big statistical feat. 50% field goal percentage overall, 40% three-point shooting, 90% free throw shooter. Right, you have to be a hell of that a shooter. That is really good. Right, ninety percent free throw shooter. Who else? Real is, tough to who is who is on that? Um, oh my god, I could I forget, but I wouldn't be surprised by the answers. But the biggest thing with him was that he was able to do that.
but he had so many more free throw, three point attempts than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like nobody. What set him apart was the fact that like not only was he a forty, you know, like roughly forty five percent free three pointer, three point shooter, which is really good. That's almost always going to be the league lead. Right. But he was doing that shooting eight or nine a game, whereas your other people would be like spot shooters shooting maybe three a game. So he's shooting them three times as much and just as accurate, if not more accurate. So that was what like that was what set him apart. Um, and there was no way to tell that that was going to be the way his game developed in, you know, when it did. And also a big part of the way the success that they had is they had so much money because they got him on a really team favorable contract. Because in 2012, before when he renewed his contract and before he um, had really led the team to anything meaningful in the playoffs, um, he had a really bad ankle injury. And so he negotiated his contract after that, or in the process of recovering from that. And so he was only getting paid like eleven million a year. Like during his MVP seasons, he was old, he was like probably the fifth highest paid player on that team. So they could afford to spend money on other players to surround him with, like Kevin Durant. Like, well, I don't. I guess maybe Kevin Durant. I don't remember when he did this. It might have been. Um, but yeah, that was actually probably part of it. But um, like when they won their first championship, I know for sure that that's how it was. So you know. Anyways, that's the Warriors, and that's yeah. I'm sticking the, to it. The Steph, yeah, the Steph Curry. I forget what what that 